0: intense thrilling electrifying sport on the planet mixed martial arts you've been looking for the definitive podcast to call your new home to hear everything about it the search is over this is the mma anomaly show no filter Bringing you the hottest MMA breakdowns straight from the heart of the octagon. This show is all about MMA breakdowns for fans by fans. We're talking UFC, MMA, and the occasional big boxing match. We'll bring our unique take on how these fights are going to play out and who we think are the best bets. Welcome to the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. And now your hosts, Olin a.k.a. MMA Anomaly, and Emiliano, a.k.a. Jive Turkey Nano.
1: Welcome to the show, folks. It's your boy, Owen, a.k.a. MMA Anomaly, and this is the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter, as you heard the man say... With me as usual is the co-host with the most, Jive Turkey Nano. How we doing, Nano?
2: Oh, and my brother from another. We are doing fantastic. It is uh, The birthday weekend was good. Feeling 29-0 against life here. And uh, as you can see, we're a little more lit. We got the Christmas tree in the background, my Raider tree, come on. And then we got the first appearance of the uh, staple of my new background here. We got the microphone custom made here that does say Jive Turkey Nano at the bottom. Compliments of Amy, the best fiance, the uh, the significant other, the better half, for spoiling your boy on his birthday. But hey, man, I'm just reflexing Give it flexing up today. For Nano. Let's go. Sheesh, we are in the spirit. Let's go. Good vibes. And honestly,
1: we're we're gonna cue that up again. Give it up for Amy. Give it up for the the, the That's fiance. That's the real MVP. The real MVP. As Homelander would say, you're the real hero. Um, (laughs) You need So, man, that's that's honestly sick, dude. Great light. Um, Super festive backdrop. And with that being said, uh, dude, welcome to the chat, Eric. Love to see it. Happy B-Day.
2: Thank you, Eric. Thank you, brother. Miss you, man. You got to hop on here soon. We could use a third box for a guest appearance. Come on. Maybe for that special UFC 300, we'll pull out all the stops. Get something special going here little watch fun we would you know loves
1: to have that we could maybe we can do a I was gonna say maybe we could do a watch along for that that'd be a really fun one
2: yeah we'll play by here. we got a few more ahead of us a couple of fight nights some uh per views got a little time got a little time
1: you know we'll talk about it um, um, so uh that being said my guy my man uh we are gonna go ahead and jump right on into UFC 295 Um, Man This fight card is something that was Honestly just absolutely bonkers It was insane There was a lot of finishes on this card A lot more than I expected to be completely honest Um, Starting off the the, I mean the the preliminary card started off With a finish In less than one minute It was a 49 second TKO From Jamal Embers over Dennis Bazooka It blew apart The Longo Sarah Parlay um and and you know it happens it happens you know um happens to the best of us happens to the worst of us as well but it it happened to me one thing that did come true we're not going to spend too much time on the early prelims here but i did want to talk about that jared gordon fight i called it man i called it i knew jared gordon was going to come out there and prove that mma wrestling a little bit different than olympic wrestling dono um what were your thoughts on that fight
2: yeah, brother. I mean, the he didn't really need to use too much of that American style wrestling because honestly, he came out there and he's able to put those gloves onto Mark Madison's jaw and able to put him away and uh, having the uh, the referee stoppage there. But I thought it was a great performance. It was exactly what Jaron Gordon needed, uh, much much needed KO victory over again a tough Mark Madison who is an Olympic style wrestler, obviously from a different country. But, man, it does feel like Jared hit some turbulence most recently in his career, really ever since he fought Patty the Baddy Pimblit. Oh, Paddy the Baddy. Uh, but, yes, Mad Max, Meridian, great to see you, brother. Jared Gordon at Plus Money was a great pick last week. And I do got to eat a little humble pie because I was thinking that if it was going to boil down to the wrestling match, I, I had a feeling Mark Matson was going to find a way to come out of it. Well, I got to eat my words here, and I got to pour myself a little shot while I hear your breakdown of Jared Gordon and maybe what's next for him, brother. Because that was a great performance and excited to see an exciting finish there. And there was eight on this card, by the way, before I uh, toss it on over to you, brother. So this is a legendary card. Uh, can't wait to break it down. But, yeah, what would you think of Jared's performance, man?
1: Jared Flash. Oh! Gordon got it done, man. Um, And, and you know, I, I mean... Absolutely beastly performance. Mad Max Meridian, appreciate you in the chat. Shout out happy belated birthday to Nano Boy. Thanks, brother. Um, and he's doing a shot for his troubles here for his birthday. Um, guys, that Jared Gordon finish was absolutely beautiful. And let's just be honest. like Let's call a spade a spade here. Going into it, it was pretty back and forth, right? They were um, pretty close. It was within a, about 12 strikes uh, landed between the two of them the differential. So 54 to uh 46 there. Um actually no, only 8. Jesus Christ. So less than 12. Wow. Uh only an 8 strike differential between the two of them. Uh so again, 54 to 46 landed 36 to 35 on significant strikes landed here and Jared Gordon just again, he looked like he was a step ahead of Mark Madsen and the Olympian is an absolute stud, right? But again, wrestling is very different when you are being hit in the face people it's a very different ball game here that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles folks (laughs) like unfortunate as it may be um i i completely agree here with mad max meridian in the chat shades of fry versus takeyama at one point with the collar ties and slugging you know what i'm saying if you know you know if you don't Get that one-week free subscription to UFC Fight Pass and go check it out, folks. It's a great fight from history. Um, Jared Gordon got it done, though, and ultimately, that's what needed to happen. Now, that being said, Nano, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, as I did with the fight breakdown. I don't want to steal any thunder here. Um, Overall, before I I tag you in, I will say that this fight was very, very good. Good. Uh, It was a great fight. Well contested for as long as it lasted, which was less than one full round. But again, Marco Madsen looked like he did not enjoy being punched in the face. Can't say many people do unless you're a freak. Um, There are those rare occasions where, you know, some of us, myself included, enjoy being punched in the face. Makes you feel alive. Uh, But Marco Madsen just just couldn't keep up with those punches to the face. And he ultimately gave in. Um, And, you know, Flash Gordon is an absolute beast who dominated that fight. Um, even though it was fairly contested, uh, closely contested, you could still say someone dominated that fight, right? Because in those last moments, you could tell if the fight had continued, it was going to be more of the same. Um, that being said, the real question is, is there anybody on the tip of your tongue as to who you think should be next for Flash Gordon?
2: Love that. Flash Gordon, great breakdown, brother. Uh, and yeah, man, I mean, I think at this stage in his career and coming off a major performance like that, off a tough over a tough mark Matson, why not give him a crack at the top 15 man he ain't getting any younger red rover red rover send drew dober on over brother that's one of those names i have circled in here he's ranked number 15 uh coming off a win but these are two big guys that can be on a main event of a fight night for sure so sign me up there what about you brother
1: I like it, man. I like that. Drew Dober sounds like a really, really solid matchup for the young man. And uh, again, sign me up. I'm here for it. Um, the lightweight division is definitely not a, uh, a light division, right? Because it's very stacked. Um, Drew Dober is right there at the edge of the top 15. If you don't give him Drew Dober, maybe you give him the loser of Bobby Green versus uh, Dan Hooker. I think that's a really fun matchup that's coming up very close. And Yeah, I mean, again, I I couldn't agree more with you. I think that that's a very, very great name to throw out. Drew Dober would be a fantastic matchup for him. If Drew Dober is not willing to take the fight or that doesn't line up timeline wise, again, Dan Hooker uh, versus Bobby Green, the loser of that, should definitely have to face uh, Jared Flash Gordon. Moving on to the next fight here. We're jumping right on into the preliminary fight card. And you guys know, um, I'm never afraid to admit when I was wrong. And uh, I was wrong i was i was handily wrong in this one um but it was a very very good fight and you know what like i knew it could go either way and the fact that i knew it could go either way and it went to draw was i really wrong like i barely leaned toward nazim Zadikov here um the dance off at the end of the fight was absolutely phenomenal that being said this is one of those fights where you really could score it either way which is why i'm very happy with the draw right like one guy outlanded the other man Uh by 35 strikes. But that same guy was taken down four times across the fight. So there's a toss-up there. There's a trade-off there. Again, uh, one man landed 91 significant strikes, one man landed 143. The man that landed 143 strikes landed zero takedowns. Other guy landed four for seven. Pretty pretty significant uh clip there. 57% takedown accuracy, solid control. Nazim looks very strong. He did look like he maybe. Uh, started to fade there in the end. Uh, But, man, he got a second burst energy when they did that dance-off, so that was fun. Interested to hear your thoughts on the fights there, Nano. What were your thoughts?
2: Yeah, brother, great breakdown. Overall, it was a a razor-thin and fun back-and-forth performance by both of these guys here, both Nazim and Vyacheslav. Uh, Like you mentioned, I mean, I would say he did start to lose a little bit of steam, but for whatever reason, that third round, he was able to land three out of his four takedowns. And leading up to that, he was really losing significantly in the su- strike in exchange. Although I would say in the second round, he did win in the strikes there, which again, I mean, you could try to cut it down the middle and, and either way you slice it, man, you're going to be happy with what you got. And, and that's why the judges were really uh, ultimately decided to not award either of these men a loss and just say, Hey, they both came out here and it's too close to call. We're going to call it a draw and maybe they'll run it back in the future. But otherwise, uh, Yeah, man. An interesting one. You don't see it too often unless there's like a point deduction or something like that. But I think kind of a good example of, or maybe someone had a 10-8 round and then that person comes back and wins the second two rounds. That scenario happens pretty often as well. But this one was just frankly just such a a close 15-minute round. Almost would hope maybe there's like a sudden uh, death match round, like another three minutes or five minutes and whoever wins that round wins it. (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's something to consider when there's just such a good fight going on. You just want to see more of it. So, so you want to bring the ultimate fighter rules in? Why not, man? Why not?
1: Cause we don't want to call it sudden death. Cause that's like, to avoid a draw.
2: I don't know if you want to say that, you know, but, uh, if we'll, the judges we'll have sudden, a sudden yeah. victory round, yeah. A, a judges, a judges bonus round or something. Right. If, if they come back with a draw, especially with like a, a contender fight or something like that, a uh, championship fight, I should say. Like, let's let's not leave it to the judges here and and leave a that third column of the record. But let's see another, you know, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. Let's see one more uh, ultimate round, take all round. That's just my two cents. There, we can maybe have a whole episode around uh, different rules or things we'd like to see potentially. I'm
1: not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I actually think it's a fantastic idea. I think uh, having sudden victory rounds be part of the contract or contractual obligation, I think would be a fantastic idea. And also, like, who wouldn't love that? Like that would be barbaric. And let's just face it. People fucking love barbarianism here. And let's go to the chat here and see what they're saying. Mad Max Meridian here, throwing uh, throwing absolute smoke here. They throw in a broken pull stick for the final round. I love that. I actually think that they should throw in five random weapons and just let the the two fighters choose. And they have two of each, right? So like that way there's no unfair advantages.
2: Or they get to bring in one of their coaches, go 2v2. <laughs> <laughs> Them and their coach tag team style. <laughs> Bruh, you imagine islam brings in khabib
1: and khabib murder somebody at 250 pounds
2: i was gonna say i would just make sure i go to the best gym and have one of the fighters and be my quote-unquote coach and come save me brother tap you in <laughs> i'm telling you uh eric said here
1: I- i'm down for more rounds five rounds for normal fights 10 for championships <laughs> Jeez. He wants to see people fighting for a fucking hour. My God, under the octagon, like the WWE, just pull out those weapons. You know what I'm saying? Grab the pole stick, grab a, grab like a, a, a table, throw somebody outside of the octagon. Why not? I'm here for it. I am here for it. They do that. Um, I guess
2: I do that in football stadiums, make it massive gladiator style. That'd be sick. They're gonna yeah, in the man. sphere. Curious to see that one. Dan is excited about um, it. So you know, it's going to happen.
1: I wouldn't be mad at it, man. I honestly would not be mad at it at all. Um, at the same time, you know, um, we got to move right along. We got to move into the next fight here. We got to move into Mateos Rebecca coming in against Roosevelt Roberts. We're not actually going to spend a whole lot of time on it because it was a fairly short fight. Going to be completely honest. I feel like um, I, I I wanted Roosevelt Roberts to win, but it's one of those situations where I was betting with my heart and soul and not with my brain and then when i looked up at the tv it was all over um just an absolutely brilliant performance start to finish from mateos Rebecca. uh he outlanded the young man like more than four to one on strikes uh landed and and as far as significant strikes landed again he outlanded them five to one uh so yeah Two for two on takedowns, one for one on submission attempts, gets it done, makes it look absolutely surgical. Dono, do you have any thoughts on that one?
2: Not much else, brother. I mean, I, I would say Matisse is a doubt. Right, this guy is not to be messed with. He looks extremely strong. Uh, he has a great record, 31 years old here. And although I was hoping for the best for Rosero Roberts, we've been seeing a lot of him recently. I kind of had a feeling his ground, Matisse's ground game was just going to be too much for him. Obviously, anyone has a puncher's change, but uh, yeah, this was uh, quick, quick money, and yeah, man, a lot, a lot of exciting fights on this card. This was just one of the eight finishes, so we have a few more to break down ahead of us. Let's go. Absolutely, freaking Lily,
1: man. Rebecca is a bad dude. Um, I completely agree with Bad Max. He said Rebecca is a bad dude, little meatball.
2: Yeah, 100%. yeah. He looks um, strong as crap. He's very stout. strong as an ox. Uh, yeah.
1: That being said. Guys, um, Tabitha Ricci coming in against Loopy Lupita Godinez. Uh, I think you had you had Loopy
2: in this one, right? I did, man. I did. My girl Loopy Lupita Godinez. I'll let you take the lead on this
1: while I pour my shot.
2: What a stud! What a stud here in Loopy Godinez. Uh, Four wins within a calendar year, and she didn't even need the four calendar year to do it. That's four wins since April of this uh, this last well of this year, I should say. Uh, extremely impressive streak for her. four fights, four wins in seven months is bonkers. Uh, and she's coming out of a really strong fight camp, and I think you're gonna see a common theme here. If you get in a good camp and you got good people surrounding you, you're gonna uh, unlock new tools in your toolbox, and you're gonna be the best version of yourself, right? I mean, that's that's like anybody. You could know, can go far yourself, or you can go farther with other people. I think I butchered that expression, but we're gonna keep it rolling. Uh, Lupi Godinez, man. Although, top of the baby shark reach, you did look really good at times. This was a very competitive fight, in my opinion. Um, why I mentioned the camps was uh, Lupi Godinez. She fights with Alexa Grasso, she also fights with Diego Lopez, who showed out as well on this card, uh, who intends to coach in his uh, downtime, also. But Lupi Godinez, man, again, four impressive wins, and I think the sky's the limit for this girl. She's still very young. Oh, yeah.
1: Better late than never. Sorry,
2: <laughs> thank you, brother. Need of that. Uh, we're gonna be chatting about that a lot more. He's we, he's uh, on the way to the bank. That's where he is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Loopy Godinez, man, she's someone we're we'll gonna be talking a lot more about here. Find out in Mexico. Uh I'm excited to hear your breakdown on the fight. If uh maybe you felt that Tabitha did enough to earn a di- the uh, the win, or if you felt that Loopy was just a little too Loopy for uh Baby Shark here. What, what were your thoughts on the on the fight, brother? so um again you know me very very well nano
1: um i'm one of those guys that is um very honest to a fault uh first time i watched the fight a little bit of bias i uh i thought i thought um i thought my girl baby shark did enough to win uh went back and rewatched the fight in its entirety uh, i was i was half paying attention when i was originally watching it right uh but uh, not because I wasn't interested in the fight. Sorry, I have to clear
2: that up. I was—I I had an event going on. So like, yeah, I sorry. too was at an event, I know. <laughs> and I'm not going to the event um, with my phone, but it's like, you got to kind of make it work. Same. same.
1: Um, her rule is you can have the event up as long as you don't react to it out loud uh, where people notice you. So that's, you know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, I think I broke that rule on accident, but that's a good... Amy, <laughs> uh, I hope you're not uh, listening.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... <laughs>
2: You would have thought that's
1: me. (laughs) Um, So yes, I um, I I watched it the first time. I thought Baby Shark didn't have to win. I went back and rewatched it the second time, and I thought honestly, if it would have been scored a split draw, I think it would have made more sense. Uh, But I'm I'm okay with either girl winning because it was so razor thin, right? Like it was an extremely close bout. So. You can't be mad when it's extremely close like that, no matter who it goes to. Um, do I think that Lupita looked like a world breaker out there? Not a chance. Um, I thought that it was a very competitive fight. I thought it was a very back and forth fight. I also think that the women's strawweight division is extremely uh, stacked, but also at the same time, it's extremely wide open. Right. So looking at women's strawweight, um the Ricci herself just dropped two rankings, right? She was sitting heftily at number 10. Now she's sitting at number 12. Amanda Hibas replaces her, moving up one rank. Lupita Godinez moves up two ranks from 13 to 11. So now that Lupita is sitting at number 11, I'm going to take the lead on this one and just throw this one out there. I think it's a perfect timeline for Lupita to fight Mackenzie Dern.
2: Oh, okay, okay. And we're going to break down our girl, okay, how you dern here in a little bit. But um, that's interesting. I do say I can agree with that in the sense of timing. Because, I mean, Loopy just fought four times within seven months. You got to give her a little bit of a break. Mackenzie, how you going to need some time. She just got her booty whooped and she's going to need to hit the lab. And when you get KO'd like that, walk-off style, I mean, you got to take a little time. Five, five six months, maybe more uh i do like mad max i like where his head's at here maybe the winner of uh this upcoming card that we'll be breaking down a little bit later luana and hebus a 10 and 13 matchup i mean that's that's juicy and again all timing you'll see how it goes i said 10 and 13 my apologies uh 9 and 10 this is a top 10 matchup that we're seeing here so hey the the rankings shifted so my apologies here it wasn't up to speed but uh, Lupi Godinez, yeah, she's in the conversation for sure. I think, again, it boils down to timing. Uh, Mackenzie, I mean, oof, that's that's a big name. I mean, Marina Rodriguez, although you can make a case she can even be fighting higher than that, that's another fun name. I mean, all of a sudden, there's some strawweight women here, strawweight women here that are just absolutely assassins. So I'm excited for this upcoming year and what matchups we have uh, down the pike. What about you, brother?
1: yeah again i'm I'm not mad at any of those um i just really think mckenzie during trajectory rise it makes a lot of sense like you said uh it gives her a chance to have kind of a break a slight break even even if that um and that's what she needs right she needs something she needs a slight break um and yeah trajectory wise both of them line up they both just fought literally on the same card so you got to think they're both gonna need to heal up a little bit they were both in Pretty solid fights um, and we'll get into the other one a little bit later. But yeah, that that's that's my number one pick. But also, I'm not mad at either of the names that you said. Now, um, moving into the main card, which of course was headlined by John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. Just kidding. <laughs> um, sorry, I had to do it to him. Um, <laughs> We're but we're actually here to talk about the real headliner here, Mr. Diego where are you? Lopez. You know what I'm saying here, uh, Diego? Where are you, Lopez? Dude, starting off the the main card
2: here.
1: I mean, come on,
2: come on! If he, if he didn't do enough to win you over before this fight, how do you, how are you not a fan of the kid now, man? I mean, absolutely tremendous. (laughs) Absolutely tremendous performance here by our boy Diego Lopez. Earned himself performance of the night. Started off the main card with the finish. 50 G's coming his way, man. Very excited for the young kid. 28 years old, man, and has more fights than he does years on this planet of Earth. Maybe he's lived on other planets before then. At least, I don't know about that. Maybe he's in Mars, I don't know, fighting, training, but for now, 28 years old.
0: He does kind of have, he gives me
2: a little bit of an alien look, now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) But 29, uh, 23 wins, 6 losses, 12 subs, 9 KOs. I mean, again, how do you not, how do you not root for this kid? And it feels like he's just starting to hit his prime now. I'm excited, brother. This is a guy we're going to be talking about in a stacked featherweight division. Not sure how to match him up. I mean, maybe you give him someone in the top 15, but you, you reward the kid. Because he's been showing out and showing up every time he's in there.
1: Well, I mean, if that's if that's all you gotta say, I'm just gonna come out here and say it straight up. Diego, uh, the beast, Mr. Where are you? He came out there, uh, Mr. Diego Lopez, and you know he had to I'm go out there and you. get the uh and he's an absolute fucking beast okay the guy is a stud it only took 13 strikes if you bet on him you know you're gonna make that money so why don't we always bet from him bet on him um sorry i was reading the comment as i was speaking and fucking eric said that jared leto is from mars about 30 seconds you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> nice very nice um so that being said mr where are you got it done super impressively and honestly i'm just gonna come out here and throw it out there man i think if you want to make money here you put them against max holloway i'm i'm kidding i'm totally kidding
2: <laughs> i was like whoa that is crazy but like, oh, oh,
1: very, very quickly no um I, th- I think a very very good matchup for him, and this is also going to be kind of out of out of left wind here, or left field here. I think um, Alex Casares or Sadiq
2: Youssef. I love that. I love both of those names, yeah. Alex Caceres. I mean, at, yeah, at this point in in his in um, Diego's career, I feel like he's earned a shot at the top fifteen. And you have a couple guys Ooh, that Max. are a bit older. Ige is a fun one as well. They're you know thirty five plus. And at that stage, you got to kind of earn that top 15. You got to make sure that you stay relevant. When I mean, you got these young bucks 35 performing plus like this. But we're
1: 50K, am I right? Oh, 50K,
2: Ige, dude. Plus 15. Oh. Yeah, no. I mean, either way, though, Danny Igay is coming for, or not Dan. God dang, now I'm all confused. Diego Lopez is coming for everything, man. He's taking all those 50Ks <laughs> from Danny Igay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs>
1: And that was the 9-0 breakdown <laughs> um so yeah Flip it diego lopez is obviously a great favorite of ours um somebody who's also a great favorite of ours benoit Santanis. um he's a man he's a myth he's a legend he's a god of war and he went in there against matt the steamroller for vola uh who did you bet on did we both bet on steamroller on this one no you did you bet on Denis?
2: Yeah, well, no, no, I did not bet on Benoit Saint Denis, and I should have. You mentioned we love Benoit Saint Denis, and I think we <laughs> love our guy Matt Favola, Steamroller, just as much. But uh, boy, that that escalated quickly, didn't it? <laughs> this guy got wars, no joke, man. I think we have to. Yeah, well, <sighs> I don't think this is goodbye for Matt Favola. <laughs> don't let the music throw you off. Okay, we are still big fans. We still think that Matt has a ton of upside. And he had flashes (laughs) in that. (laughs) He had flashes in that fight, I will admit. It wasn't just him getting steamrolled. Okay, the steamroller did not get steamrolled (laughs) on this one. Thank you. He just was up against the God of War. I mean, this is man amongst gods, unfortunately. And it stinks hearing Ray Longo as much as I love him, and I love the Anik Florian podcast. But he was breaking down why um uh, he was coaching up matt to roll to the right and to uh roll away from that strong right hand and the power and what did all that rolling right rolling right get him rolled right into is that a uh, left foot that just didn't see coming i mean again when you're a boxer and you're just not used to seeing those limbs coming from that angle you're just how are you gonna know so r.i.p man not good but God of War is no joke. I mean, John Annick's a huge fan. I think if anything, we're playing this music because my fandom for Steamroller Roller has now carried over and I am now under the worship of the God of War. Benoit Saint-Denis. So, I worship him now. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I'm a firm believer that uh you don't have to just worship one god of war and uh that's why I, you know I'm i still um authentic practicing worshipper of the steam rolla nation and the steam rolla movement here. Um steam came out there and you know he, he really tried. But it's real hard when the entirety of the fight is 17 strikes. Um I mean, it's worth noting that Matt did actually land two for two takedowns here in the short duration of this fight. Now, though he landed those two takedowns, my goodness. But do I say Denise? Benoit! Benoit! Saint Denise was ready for it. He was game, he was ready to get back to his feet, and he was an absolute lion out there. Um, and he showed it in every facet of the word, guys. Like he was ready to go. The man was ready for war the man was ready to eat and and he made it happen right um that foot connected uh i mean that foot connected to matt frivola's face the way that macaroni connects to cheese they became one they connected on a very personal level and um they will forever be a part of one another moving forward in this plane and the next and my goodness, it was absolutely incredible to, to witness and in such close proximity. I mean, he just, he made it look so nice. Um, <sighs> Matt Frivola, we both bet on you and uh, we believe here at this podcast and in, in our livelihood as men, um, a bet made, a debt paid.
2: Man of our word. So this one's to you. Shout out. Thank you, Benoit. It's still here for you, Matt. Hope you keep on steamrolling on, brother.
1: Well, right and now like he's a in recovery, so he's no longer the steamroller. He he's the weed roller. Oh, hello. I like that. <laughs> he does. He does do the weed That's, he, he does that. Shout out to Weed Roller. He actually follows me on Twitter and it just makes my day every time I remember that. Um
2: Brother. Love to have you on. I'll follow you.
1: You know what I'm saying. We'll, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and switch it back to the to the happy times music here. Jeez. Let's change it up. Let's hit this
2: one. I think I know what's next for Benoit. I think yeah, it's Gamera. Change music a little bit here. Let's hear it. Ooh, I like those vibes. Very funky. I,
1: I said I said weed that and I was like, let's let's do it. Let's start a little bit. Who's next? Who's next for him? Let's hear it.
2: Gamera. Send him oh, to the no. top. I think so, man. Gamrot already. I think so. I mean, we could look down the list, but I mean, we're talking about the God of War here, and he's looked darn near invincible. Close. How do you think He's up there, but I, man, why not? Mm. He was not ranked before this. He went straight to eleven. I think the UFC knows what they're doing. They didn't just say ah eh, fifteen. Eh, no eleven. All right, you know what?
1: I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Game your Matthias Gamro. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take your Gamro. And I'm gonna raise you a Michael Chandler
2: who needs a no. fight. <sighs> yeah. You don't think Chandler will wait for Conor McGregor?
1: I just think that's a banger of a fight. and a in a um I don't think he can wait forever. And I don't know that Connor McGregor fights this year.
2: Mm, that or, is a ne- or
1: next year for that matter.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean everyone else is tied up. I mean, maybe RDA just to get Benoit a quick turnaround. Maybe RDA is ready to get back in there. He's not getting any younger. This man is pretty old. You but- know what?
1: I actually like Mad Max's. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna disregard what I said here previously, guys. This is the pick. Blame it on Mad Max and blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol. Um, fun fight, but it would surprise me if Chandler takes it. I agree. But I said it for funsies. Um, for the clicks, clip that. Um, but Rafael Faziev would be a fun one too. I agree. Kickboxers delight anybody? Sign me up. Sign me up, as Conor McGregor would say.
2: Absolutely. Say less. I hope he recovers quick. I mean, he had what, torn the ACL? That's mm, nowadays maybe five, five to seven months, eight months, maybe a full year to get back into actual fight camp shape. We'll have to wait and see.
1: Tough, it's big time tough, buddy. Um, That being said, we're moving right along. We're moving right uh, along, and we are actually pacing perfectly. My OCD with time is is uh, firing on all synapses right now. Uh, So. Oh. Fuck Jessica Andraj. Thank God we only have three more fights that we actually bet shots on because this is gonna be a tough night here. Lordy. Jessica Andraj coming in against Mackenzie Dern. Man, Dern Dern Dern. Uh Gosh, Dern. I'm here to tell Gosh, you,
2: Dern.
1: Gosh Dern it. Is Tarantula booked? That's a fantastic question, Matt Max uh Meridian. Let's check it out here. Jalen Turner. I Fun so. fact. Fun fact. And this is also just a, a shout out to why Nano needs to come out more often here. Got to meet Jalen the tarantula Turner at the last UFC San Diego event. He was super dope.
2: No, you're out of bounty. I also met Dana White. He shook my hand. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't know if
1: I have I sent you that picture? I got a picture of them.
2: Oh, you should send me that one again though. You can find yeah. it. I got
1: a picture accessible. with uh, Moreno that night, too. Moreno actually still had a black eye from the Fickey fight from the second one,
2: I think. Oh, no. Sh- no way. Maybe,
1: maybe it was the third one. Either the second one or the third one. Yeah, he still had a black eye. Um, He does. And uh, Mad Max, he does not have a fight scheduled. It's uh, His last fight was against Dan Hooker. That was back in July. He does not currently have a fight scheduled that's uh, inked, at least. Uh, unless there's rumors, but no ink.
2: I like that a lot, too. That'd be a really fun one. Yeah. Oh boy, that'd be a fun one. Turner, oh, Turner, so
1: super cool. Jamal is also super cool. I ran into Jamal twice that night, and he um, definitely, definitely would hang out with the weed roller for Vola. Are
2: they talking about Jamal. Hall? Just,
1: Jamal. Jamal. Man, he had a UFC duffel bag, and honestly,
2: they just read What?
1: Like viewer discretion and and audio discretion advised. I would bet one of my testicles that that bag had weed in it because man, wow. As Mr. Krabs would say, that smell, that smelly smell. That smells, <laughs> that smells
2: of a smell, <laughs> that smell. smells of a smell. <laughs> <laughs> that smells of a particular smell, bro.
1: I literally. Okay. So look, uh. when I walked up to him, I was like, can I take a picture with you? He's like, oh, absolutely, bro. I put my arm around and put it on me. I had Drew take a picture. And then literally as we walked away, I didn't say a word to drew and I was thinking it and drew looks over and he's all, there's no way that duffel bag didn't have weed in it. <laughs> and I was no like, way. why do you say that? And he's like, did you not smell it? And I was like, Oh no, 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 I did. I just didn't want to project it. <laughs> like I
2: don't want to assume <laughs> anything, but it. you think so? Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. But you are no, wrong about it.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with Mad Max Meridian in the chat again. Either there was some um, extracurricular activities going on, or maybe he ran over a skunk on his way to the fight event. Either way, we got some stuff to do for Dern. We were both on Dern, I think, here.
2: Yeah, we were. So cheers to Andrage's, uh resurgence. And oh, to- sorry.
1: Let me turn my, my glass around here.
2: It's a cool it's a cool one.
0: Boom. Pink.
2: <sighs> sorry. I took mine as your turn turning yours. But yeah, I mean, Mackenzie Dern, man, it just felt like even in that first round. <clears throat> It really felt like she threw out whatever game plan she might have had before, which felt like should have been mixing it up, going ripping the body, working your way up, and and trying to grab a leg, get her on the fence, use the clinch, get her to the ground, make it muddy. But it felt like she threw all that game planning away and just tried to sit in the middle and have a piss-in match with Jessica Andrage, which we found out real quickly that Mackenzie's not that gal, pal. She's not that kind of striker that she may think she is. And Jessica, I mean, honestly, cannot go any probably person on earth if she can really get a good uh, good crack at you. But in this division and still at this age, I mean, impressed to see that kind of performance from her. And, I mean, dropped McKenzie in the first round, which had me worried. I'm thinking, oh, there we go. There goes the neighborhood. And then came back and had <laughs> McKenzie basically, I don't know, maybe she put on skates halfway through the round. I, I missed that. But uh, she might as well have been on ice out there because um, she was wobbling like a newborn deer and eventually got put out of her misery. Again, walkout style like Sean Strickland did to Eddie Weinland back in the day. Um, Jessica dropped a heavy right hand. Dropped it three times that round in the second. And uh, last one was all she wrote. So it was tough. Mackenzie Dern asked for a previous champion. She got it. And that was a tall... I just I'll have last. to interject
1: real quick here and say I don't think Talk you're to allowed to say back in the day about any Sean Strickland knockout um, because that just makes all of us listeners feel very old.
2: That shit sounds Strickland. Unless oh, I'm sh- super
1: <laughs> hip with the kids and like I have very young listeners.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the Sugar Sean knockout, Sugar Sean knockout on Wineland when he just one one stop and walk away. Boom, boom. Basically the same thing he hit there. He
1: full turnover. He turned it over. Just...
2: Slow-mo. Knocked him Don't out. even. Don't even attempt to get on top and finish it. Just, you know, right away. Yeah, she's she's gone. I sent her out of here. So... The Real quick,
1: this is this is just an inside joke here um and i've said this uh, about hip-hop music for a very long time it's music in general right like if you're a jazz musician you have like a certain like lick or signature that like based on your instrument that you play in every song to let people know like hey this is my shit i'm that guy or girl um now that being said in hip-hop People typically yell things like Jason DeRulo. Um, <clears throat> he yells in like 80% of his original songs.
2: Um, A lot of people have some sort of intro sound, or, you know, Lil Wayne had you the know what lighter. I'm Cisco,
1: Cisco, right? Like the thong song. Hey, baby. He would do that in like every song. Like he's, he's like going hard in Unleash the Dragon and still at random in the middle of the song. Hey. Like he just he just does that like that one little variable that he does so i feel like and and again completely unrelated tangent here you can blame the alcohol but it's it's really it would have happened sober either way um mckenzie turn when she was in that fight i feel like she she went for the initial four takedowns and when none of them were landing instead of jason derulo in her head it was jason perillo and so she's like i'm just going to box maybe i can do this and that just honestly wasn't the fucking move here um it, it, it just it just wasn't the move here uh so she did the jason perillo and it didn't work um and she caught them pillows to the to, to the jaw uh so it was bad she she got absolutely just worked on the feet and it showed, right? Like once, once the takedowns stopped um, or, I mean, they never really started. Let's be honest here. Let's call it a spade. It's a here. here. Um, but the, the takedowns never really started for her. And, and once she realized that she, she gave up and that's, I love Mackenzie Dern. Another fun fact, fun fact, fun fact here. Another person I met at UFC San Diego, she was wearing the brown leather uh, dress, get up. Fantastic outfit. She was super nice, um, more than willing to take a picture, chatted. I shook her hand again. Very, very like classic. Great, great woman. I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. Um, If every one of her fights was local, I would pay the money and go to every one of her fights. Love her as a fighter. That being said, you got to work on quite a few things here Um, more than the striking offense. You got to work on the striking defense. So. Um, one of the my favorite things I've heard from a coach. Shout out Victory MMA here in San Diego. One of my favorite things I've heard from a coach is there are two points of contact in every strike. Okay, so when you when you throw a strike, there are two points of contact: the strike you're throwing and your guard. So if I throw one, the one is is coming out, and my guard hand is here protecting. The precious fucking cargo my guy <laughs> and then after i throw that one right and notice even like in simulation here it just it turns over it's natural so when i throw that one as it comes back mechanically there are two points of contact so as that two comes out the one returns to guard that precious cargo and you might notice i, I typically like will mimic Having some form of glove on because even if I don't have a glove on, I want to be touching my hand because if I if there's separation, you're just making me slap myself or hit myself with all the force of your brunt of your hit, whether it's a kick, a punch, a knee, etc. No matter what it is that you connect to my hand with, I'm transferring that force. But if I hold it, there's a pad separating you from me and that protects me. Um, that's something that I noticed more than an offensive deficit for Mackenzie Dern. For those of you that are just listening to the audio version of this that gets uploaded at like probably midnight tonight, I apologize for that god awful breakdown. Um, hopefully it translated to the audio version only, but if not, you can definitely skip ahead to 44 minutes and or, or probably 42 minutes in and see the video only breakdown on YouTube and or Twitch. Uh, but again, so you're creating some form of pad between you and the, the damaging sector, right? So. When McKenzie Dern is, is throwing these punches, she oftentimes <clears throat> the more punches that she throws, her hands will get lower and lower as she throws. And it's not a matter of her being lazy. It's not a matter of her being winded or gas or, or having a lack of a gas tank. It, it, it's a lack of. I don't want to say a lack of training because I love Jason Perillo, right? Like, you know, like there's a Superman and there's a Bizarro in DC Comics. Jason Perillo is to Trevor Whitman what Bizarro is to Superman, right? And I only mean that because like Trevor Whitman is like a straight edge Jason Perillo. Jason Perillo is like a stoner slash Draker version of Trevor Whitman. They're both equivalent coaches in my opinion, but different um same same but different but still the same uh so again jason perillo uh is a fantastic coach i love him i think he's got very fantastic hands he worked with my guy luke rockhold a lot and i thought he actually polished him up quite a bit a lot more than that Fuck henry hoofed uh but we won't go into that you know what i'm saying <laughs> um but again i digress i digress um I think Henry Dern or sorry, Henry Dern, Mackenzie Dern has quite a few things to tighten up more so defensively than offensively. I think when she's actually throwing, she's doing solid damage. She does throw like, I don't want to say like people say flat footed. She throws flat fist, right? So like everything is flat down rather than turned over. And the difference is, and you can see it if you're watching the video version here, when I throw flat versus when I throw turned over, you can see where my shoulder goes pretty naturally it blocks you from knocking me out so that's the biggest difference here um again very very small fine-tuning things and I think if Mackenzie Dern is able to actually correct she could be a world champion in the future that being said we gotta talk about the winner here Jessica Andrade looked absolutely fantastic only landed three more total strikes than Mackenzie Dern folks there's a reason I'm saying it's a defensive issue, not an offensive issue because landed almost as many strikes, but she made make them count. And if she would have turned them over, she would have been punching through her opponent rather than at her opponent or to her opponent. So again, her opponent made it look good. I don't want to say she made it look easy because it was a, it was a well fought fight by McKinsey Dern. Um, but she made it look really good out there and she made a hell of a conversation for herself. No, I feel like I've been just fucking have a diarrhea at the mouth. I'm going to give you the stakes here. I'm going to give you the reins. You have a name at the tip of your tongue here.
2: Brother, that was a great breakdown, man. I, I loved every bit of it. Um, yeah. I mean, in terms of for both these girls, I mean, different paths, obviously, right? Mackenzie during a little bit of a knockdown here for her. She as she falls to eighth overall in the straw weight uh, women's division rankings. So for her, I do think you gotta take a little time. Anybody in that top fifteen, honestly, she stands for the most part a pretty good chance at. But she needs to get those, like you said, get that defensive striking game up, uh, and, and and just you know be honest with yourself and you know whatever it takes to put this behind you. Maybe get that mental coach in there as well, and continue to you know do what you gotta do. But now that you're looking at Jessica Andrage, I mean, this is a whole different conversation now. I mean, not only is she ranked fifth in her division, but now she's also ranked fifth at flyweight as well. So, I mean, she can do anything. It's interesting when you look at the top five, she's lost a two out of the three or two out of those four. Uh, and you got to assume Zhang Weili is going to fight one of those girls. And I just, it leaves Jessica in, in a tough spot. Really curious here, what you think. I guess my official pick. Honestly, I think Jessica maybe goes down one and fights a Verna Yandaroba, um, and I think Mackenzie Dern should probably fight. And given timing, I mean, man, maybe someone like a well, honestly, she's just fine. Maybe a, maybe a Tabitha, Baby Shark, Ricci, for for to maintain their status here in the top fifteen. That might be where I'm leaning. What are your two names, brother? Man.
1: I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I'm not mad at either of those names. I think. Um, again, when it comes to the women's strawweight division, it's wide open. Um, I've already said Mackenzie Dern. I think makes a lot of sense against Tabitha Baby Shark Regi. I, I think that's the that's the number one name on my list. I had those two mapped out for each other. Do my veins look crazy right now?
2: <laughs> Super vascular. <laughs> Let's go.
1: Um, so yeah, I, I think those two names make a lot of sense for one another. Um, if, if you're like really asking me to pick somebody outside of there, uh, I don't know, maybe Angela overkill Hill, little, little action there would be a lot of fun for me. Um, also a little side event here, guys, this just happened in the chat. We're going to make this a moment in history, guys. Mad Max Meridian is It's well known in in this chat, at least if you've been here for the last few episodes, that he is the grapple heavy guy. We're probably going to have him in here in the future and upcoming episodes for like the the Meridian Grappling Minute or something. Um, But either way, this guy literally made a joke and said, I'll eat the neighbor's dog if Dern ever becomes champ. To which I responded, if Dern becomes champ, we have a stand up only five minute round. To which he responded, deal. But you got to pay to fly me out. My fucking guy. I'll do it. But you're paying your own twenty five dollar drop in class fee to go to Victory, so I can beat your ass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you also got to go five minutes into his world, and we also got to specify. I hope he's in the states somewhere. I hope he's not somewhere in the UK. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. Fuck you, bro. If if no, 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 we will go five minutes with you in grappling. I'll oh, go five on. minutes with you in stand oh,
2: come on. I'll I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> Tap me in, coach. I'll get humbled a little bit. Give me a humble me.
0: <laughs> oh shit.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that'd be a good ass time, dude. Um, Speaking of which you guys in the chat, if you are familiar with Arizona at all, are you in North or South Arizona?
2: If you're looking at the Phoenix general area, I'm like Southeast. Yeah, but it, it, Southeast yeah. of Phoenix.
1: Um, Look up MMA gyms, more specifically striking gyms. And if you've got any boxing and or kickboxing recommendations, Hit us up in the comment section below. Let us know what gym you want to see Nano start his actual striking journey at. Because, Nano, I know I've held pads for you. I've showed you a couple, like, basic combos. But, man, I know you've been you've been getting that, that little itch and thinking about going into a real gym.
2: Oh, brother, I, ca- I must have the chicken pox because I'm itchy everywhere. I've had that itch for a couple months now, uh, pretty strictly. And now I'm at the point where, you know, as much as the teardrop bag and the... The heavyweight bag at the gym uh, is doing its justice and I can continue to get after it. As Captain America says, I can do this all day. I just feel like I'm at a point where I need to, I need to get a drop in. I need to i need to figure out here um, where I'm at. I need a little uh, measuring stick. And I think that's where getting into somewhere local. Getting my butt kicked a little bit. Oh, here we go, brother.
0: Shout!
2: Oh, that thing's sturdy. Does some practice, some late kicks on that puppy who needs a bamboo or who needs, uh, <laughs> who needs anything else. Arm
1: strap and a handle.
2: Oh <laughs> boy. I love that. I love that. And yeah, Matt Max is right. MMA lab is out here in Arizona. Uh, appreciate the, the acknowledgement there. Appreciate the, the shout out. Anybody else let us know, but, um, yeah, man, I, I'm excited. Well, more to come there for sure. Let's go! Uh,
1: So yeah, soon to come videos of that. Um, I personally can't wait. Uh, Fun fact, me and Nano send each other like little videos of form and stuff. He'll send me videos of his form, I'll critique him, I'll send him videos of my form so he can study a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, It's good times. And, And I'm a firm believer that the best iron always sharpens the other iron around it. A rising tide lifts all boats. That being said, speaking of a rising tide, you know we gotta talk about the man, the myth, the cash-making machine, Tommy aspinall Tommy Espinal, na 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 Sheesh,
2: Tommy aspinall Bro. legend. Legend, I was gonna do repeat what you just did there, but I decided had to throw one in. <laughs> what a night, man. Again, another finish here. We are four Wait, out we of five. we just get the
1: next t-shirt design here? Speaking of which, guys, we are gonna have, um, for the next, let's just call it until the end of 2024, 20, if you like, subscribe, and comment on the video, literally any comment, doesn't have to be anything crazy, any comment, like, subscribe, comment on the video, You'll be entered for a chance to win a meat and potato style striker shirt that we just released the design of. But Mad Max Meridian in the chat here, throwing out absolute fire and smoke here. The next that one might, might need to be. That being said.
0: <laughs> that is one
2: of our many slogans on here. You will, <laughs> you stay tuned long enough, you'll hear that pretty often. <laughs> I love it. That is a good one. You might need that. Some more merch. Add our logo, brother. Add to the shop. <laughs>
1: sorry i didn't didn't mean to derail you brother i didn't mean to derail you we had sergey pavlovich and tommy aspinall my goodness
2: (laughs) i love it oh yeah man but no i mean tommy aspinall i mean legend i mean i love i I, we could break it down i mean i will admit he did get rocked by a shot early there by sergey so he was able to weather the storm but, boy, did he look darn good. I mean, so light on his feet. All you're hearing and all we've heard and all you saw is just speed and textbook uh, boxing, head movement, one-two down the middle, one-two again, put him out of there. All of this with no training camp and a pulled back. I mean, this guy, Tom Aspinall, man, I mean, you could tear his knee up and you could tear, rip his leg apart, but, hey, man, he's going to come back stronger than ever, and, man, you might need to put a bull in his head here to get him out of there. This guy might be the chamber for a while, brother interim or not. Everyone's had that feeling that this guy was going to be someone to be reckoned with. And I agree. I mean, you got to love him. I mean, everything he's about, I mean, represents MMA to the fullest. Um, his dad committing to that and helping mold his career, sacrificing his own career to help build his own, getting that shout out in the octagon. Um, Tom's just someone you want to root for, brother. I mean, and again, and someone that that's that big, that athletic. I mean, the perfect example of this new age, which again, I mean, every generation is going to say they were the best. But hey, man, this the new class, the new day and age fighter. Someone that grows I up. There we go. Someone that grows up though, brother. Right? I mean, in mixed martial arts, someone that is special ta- uh, athletically. Someone that big. I mean, man, this is someone that you want to root for. This is someone that. He's going to be around for a long time. Hoping to see John Jones and Stipe back as soon as possible. Hoping the winner of that six around. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't want to actually fight a Tom Aspinall. Why would you? This boy Tommy is no freaking joke, man. So I just want to give him my flowers a little bit. I want to hear your breakdown and and how you felt going in there. Frankly, I was worried. I don't know if you were what impressed you the most with our boy Tommy Aspinall. But again, I mean, we we knew what he had, what he was capable of, and he did get hit there. So we can't say that he, you know, he he was able to weather the storm. Uh, but what are your what are your thoughts, man? Ah, what a day! What a freaking, ah, so exciting!
1: What a day! Um, I, I I truly think that you're actually gonna like my my breakdown on this one, Nano. I I truly do. Um, slow down that one because I, I honestly think that. We're probably going to take a shot for for Tom Aspinall just because this man is going to be the future of heavyweight. And also because this one resonated with me in in multiple ways. Um, I have have an analogy for this fight or rather a comparison to a fighter from this fight. And then for the main event, I have a comparison to something entirely different from fighting. Um, Now for this one, it's very special to me because you know this about me. Most people that know me, From the last i don't know call it five ten years know that dustin poirier is my favorite fighter currently of all time um especially of active fighters people that know me from even even longer um and, and people like you that know me on a much personal deeper more personal level um people that i consider family at this point right they know that dustin poirier has kept me with the sport but it wasn't him that got me into it It was your Rashad Evans of the worlds. And there's a a very special fight to me when it comes to Rashad Evans. And that fight was against Chuck Liddell, who my father really enjoyed watching. Um, Now, my dad loved Chuck. He thought he was gonna absolutely murder Rashad Evans. And that's all fine and dandy. That's fine. Um, But here I was, going, going for the younger man, going for the more inexperienced man in, in the deep South going for the darker man. Um, and my goodness, man, there's an interview about that fight that sticks out to me and it's Rashad Evans talking about how he was very confident, right? When he originally got the contract for the fight and he's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to fight Chuck Liddell. I'm going to beat him, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And then his friends start asking him about the fight. And I don't know if you've heard this story and and, and viewers, I don't know if you've heard this story either, but if you haven't fantastic, listen, I've heard Rashad break it down numerous different times, uh, and numerous different etiquette, but either way, I digress. His friends start talking to him about the fight and they're, they're talking to him and they're like, Hey, um, so you're fighting Chuck Liddell, huh? And he's like, yeah, man. And he's like, and then my friends would respond to me when I'd confirm that I'm fighting Chuck Liddell and they'd be like, I'm sorry. What the fuck? Like they're already discounting you, discrediting you, and thinking like, man, that sucks. You're gonna lose. Like that's tough. That's that's the way the cookie crumbles, though, dude. Um, and so he was worried about that fight after that, right? Like he started to, he started to get inside of his own head, and he says to himself to this day, and this is the reason that I think Rashad Evans would have remained or, or been a world champ and remained a world champ had John Jones never entered the picture because he would have remained a Jackson Wink. But that's another bizarro universe we're not going to go into that that's another episode um so that being said folks um rashad evans he said the the day of the fight right he's sitting there and he's, he's warming up and mike winklejohn walks up to him and he says rashad you're faster than him and rashad was like all right and it's, it, like, 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 you know, like, all right, what, what the fuck? Like, okay, cool. What does that mean? Like, what do you want me to do with that? It's like you're faster than him. And something that I really admired in Chuck Liddell is that when he would throw strikes, like he could pretend he was gonna throw a straight, and out of nowhere, boom, he'd loop around the side and it'd be a hook, and he'd just land it to the dome because you're protecting up here and it's coming around the outside. Um, so If you're trying to protect against those you're always going to lose, or at least eight out of 10 times in my humble opinion against the Chuck Liddell in his heyday like that. So that piece of advice, right. Was detrimental to the win from Rashad Evans. You can go back and you can rewatch again. I say this the second time in this episode, folks, if you've seen it, chef's kiss to you. If you haven't get that free seven day trial for UFC fight pass. Um, because that fight was monumental so his coach telling him you're faster and then he's like okay mike winklejohn followed up and said when he goes you go the second you see him throw something you throw too he throws a left you throw left doesn't matter what he's throwing you throw follow your instincts and throw you can see chuck fires first but it's like a four-cylinder engine firing against a fucking V12 Ferrari, bro. It, it's just a differential in speed. He's all, and then we're still all, clack, clack, and he's done. So what's crazy is you can tell in that fight, and there's a point. I promise you. I promise you. I'm going to give it to Tom Aspinall. There's a point. Um, <laughs> I promise you, I'm there is there. I'm a fucking there. <laughs> point.
2: Okay, There's a point? This long? Um, hey, if you're listening to this long, what's another 30 second story here? Get there, brother. I love it. These are good stories, man. This is like Grandpa sitting on your lap and here in the golden days. Go on, brother. Go on. Do you
1: see the shirt? <laughs> Speaking of Grandpa, um. So here we go. So again. Rashad, he got clipped a couple times in that fight before he really started actually, like, rolling and feeling himself and throwing, right? Like, very very Dustin Poirier-style. So, here's the thing. Tommy Aspinall. Tommy Aspinall. na 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 nah. That's what the story is about. Um, he ate a shot from Sergei Pavlovich. Or as uh, Chael Sonnen would call him, Grandpa Chael sitting on your lap would call him. Um... Sergey Pavlovich. Uh, Pavlovich. Wait, how he say it? Pavlitch. Yeah, Sergey Pavlitch. Um, he says it so bad. So Sergey Pavlovich landed an incredibly strong shot to Tommy Aspinall, and it hurt him. And you could tell. And it's like something clicked. That I'm like, okay. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm better than him. I'm faster than him. I'm stronger than him. I'm going to finish him. It's like that mantra went off in his head the second he ate a shot and his legs gave out a little bit. Right? So, the second that happened, something switched to Tommy Aspinall. And and literally, I kid you not, when I'm talking about this shot that Sergey landed that hurt him, Sergey landed one punch, folks. He did one shot. The entirety of the fight. That one shot. I promise you, I don't give a fudge how good his poker face is. It hurt him a little bit. Tommy didn't like it. And Tommy's like, I need to finish this. And I can finish this. And I will finish this. And he got that that Rashad Evans against Chuck Liddell mentality. And he said, one, two. Oh, shit, that worked. One, two. And he hit him again. And it worked twice. The combo so nice. He threw it twice. And then he got the finish. So, folks, um, I mean... I don't want to say it was money in the bank to bet Tommy Aspinall, but I I did say to bet Tommy Aspinall. Uh and that being said, who's the next fight against for him? Honestly, there's only one answer here. Uh, and if you if you want to be generous, there's two answers. The one answer is John Jones, because Stipe is 42 years old. He hasn't fought in four years, and John is a bad matchup for him. It just doesn't make sense. No one wants to see it. And if we do, it doesn't need to have a belt attached to it john jones versus tommy aspinall and i mean if you don't want to see john jones versus him that's fine strip john jones of the belt john jones versus dp miocic for no belt for no prize just for all the fucking money in the world and all the fans and and that's fine people will still buy the pay-per-view but if that's not the case you give it to curtis blades nano where you at
2: I like that. Ooh, Curtis Blades. That's interesting. I did forget about Curtis Blades. I'll be honest. I did forget about Curtis Blades. a Oh, <laughs> the blades. Yeah, man. Uh, to your point. Yeah, we, everything is all in the fold of uh, John Jones and Steve Amiocic. But Mad Max, I like for your heads up, brother. I wasn't to say the fight I would love to see personally. Tommy Asunol versus Sorogan. Give me a little serial action, brother. And again, my why. I just want to see a couple big boys getting after it. I want to see if Tom Aswell is the striker that he says he is. He could also take Cyril to the ground and, and make it you know a nightmare for Cyril, make it, you know, a walk in the park for our boy Tommy boy here. And as much as Blaze does probably deserve the next title, I mean Tommy wants a payday. Tommy maybe wants the best striker. and hey, these are the two fastest freaks of our time period. Oh sign me up for that brother I do like that matchup I do like that matchup a lot Blaze deserves it Surreal will probably get it And John Jones and Stipe I think are just in their own bubble Like you said Maybe they just fight for Greatest of all time Kind of a uh, title There's no you know BMF title Or nothing like that Maybe nothing that Should have any title implications Because again It feels like Tommy Should just be the champ And if they're not going to fight Until later next year I mean he should fight Within that same time frame yeah, make it a heavyweight freaking little uh matchup here, Matt Max and mentioning uh maybe potentially a Volkov vs Blades rematch while the others uh you know play it out. And again, yeah. I mean, we don't see these you know PFL style um tournaments or back in the early days of the UFC maybe they'd be this kind of bracket style tourney, but I mean, essentially, that's what we're looking at here. I mean, there's only so many names on this short list of contenders. And, yeah, throw them in a blender. Match them up however you like. And, eliminate, you know, ch- elimination by fire. And we'll see who ends up at the top by the end of 2024. But, uh, man, exciting. Heavyweights are back, baby. Oh, by fire. That's right. New era is here, though. I think Tommy's going to stick around. But Sorogan, gone, that is awesome. Oh, You want to talk about striking matchup galore? That is good, Lord. That's a good one. Sign me up.
1: Speaking about a striking matchup galore,
2: um, I'm Reggie. I'm
1: Reggie. You're Reggie. Call him Reggie Bush. He's born Reggie.
2: Oh, he wore my favorite number five. He was dynamic. Come on. So, Moving
1: into the main event of the evening. You know, I can't do it as good as Bruce Buffer, so we'll just let him say it's time. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. (sighs) You know what that means? We're talking about the main event of the evening, folks. We're talking about Yuri Babushido Code Prokaska coming in against Alex Pereira. No, no. Brella. Do you want me to take the lead on this one, or do you want to take the lead on this one? You had Yuri <sighs> in this one, didn't you?
2: I Well, I, most of my cards, I had Alex, but I think when we last spoke, I was leaning Yuri. was going to find a way, but I'll tell you what, man, and I'll happily do a shot. Maybe because I put my foot in my mouth a little bit, maybe because I was on the fence, but maybe it's just because I think Alex is an absolute savage, and I'm excited. I'll do. I'll just throw my two cents out there, because I know you're going to give a much better technical breakdown. But boy... Alex Pereira is special and I remember Izzy talking about hey guys that are special are special and they do special things and that's probably why maybe after our last podcast I went back I was like you know what like when it's all said and done on DraftKings on my little parlays on everyone that asks I was leaning Alex Pereira because he's special and regardless of the sport being special translates right if you're a Michael Jordan it doesn't matter who puts in front of you. You're going to find a way to win. If you're LeBron James, you're just going to find a way to win. If you're Tom Brady, it doesn't matter who's around you, who's on the field. You're going to find a way to win. If you're Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter. You're going to find a way to win. There are certain guys that are just cut a bit different. And the truth of the matter is Alex Pereira is built different. This was a literal samurai versus warrior matchup. And like Mad Max said here in the chat, X factor. I mean, and, and Alex has that. I mean, his his left hook is the ultimate X factor. It's the ultimate Oppenheimer nuke bomb. That thing is unlike no other strike. And the one that was super present in this fight was the calf kick. That really debilitated Yuri's style. I, I do not think it was an early stoppage. Reddit had some really good angles from the crowd where you see Yuri get dropped with that short check hook. You see Yuri try to defend himself and hold on to uh, Alex's legs. But by the seventh or 10th elbow on the temple, you seen his arms give out. That's how Alex got on top. He went limp and it was really going to be downhill from there. I I don't see a lot of scenarios where Yuri gets out of that period. He's not a jujitsu artist. He's a guy with a very unique skill, very fun lifestyle, very, very uh, charismatic guy that you want to root for. And I mean, stylistically has a lot of tools but, hey, man, I mean, you live and die on the sword. And when you're moving the way he does and you're unorthodox like that, but and, and you're not like our buddy Olin, my brother here, uh, doing some awesome shadow boxing, showing some great technical fundamentals. That's not what Yuri does in there. Yuri's he's moving his his hands are by his hips. He's moving his head as if as if he were playing tag like in with kids in the park and and what's up happening is you, you getting in there with an Alex Pereira takes your leg out with those laugh uh calf kicks i mean my goodness i i was telling my buddy Felipe i want to take one of those i was hoping that'd be my birthday present maybe that's for another time but those calf kicks are no joke that debilitated yeri's way of movement which you got to move and be fluid like water. Alex took that away and then found his weapon of choice. I could have saved a hook. lot
1: of money on your birthday present. If oh, you want, it was a calf kick
2: brother. <laughs> I need that. I mean, you've gifted me that plenty of times and it wasn't my birthday. So <laughs> why start now? Uh, but I just was like, yeah, I want to, I want to know. I want to know what it feels like. And again, Alex is special um, to pass it over to you, man. I mean, I'm curious to hear what impressed you the most. Kierce here if you thought it was an early stoppage and man the Alex Pereira show I mean already a hall of famer I mean double UFC champion I'm gonna go ahead and pass it over here to my boy what'd you think brother I was gonna use the opposite of come to daddy <laughs> say go to daddy <laughs> well I
1: mean I can tell you it was a lot of um I personally saw a young man go to sleep. Not once, but twice folks. Uh, I, th- I didn't think it was an early stoppage by any way, shape or form. You let me know when you're ready to do your shot.
2: I am uh, a big firm believer in
1: not letting man do one alone. So here we are.
2: Let's do it before you get that steam rolling. Salute to the new Salute, double brother. champs.
1: Kampai, Banzai, whatever your phrase is.
2: Kawabunga. Oh, are we talking phrases? Ninja Turtles
1: dogs. So um uh a little quick quick shout out, guys. This is my fight journal.
2: You know what I'm saying? Nice. Damn, that's pretty sweet. We
1: we out here. I put the fight notes in the front and the sales notes for my work in the back.
2: Hey. (laughs) Lego.
1: Until the next one. Um, so Cowabunga. This main event, folks. Yuri Prokowska. Um, so Again, I told you I had analogies, okay? So here's the analogies. The first fighter, I tied to Rashad Evans. I tied to another, a fighter-to-fighter analogy. Now, this fighter, I'm going to tie to an action, to a sport, to a um, a projectile weapon of sorts, all right? Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about one uh, Alex Pajeda. I made fun of this video. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I made fun of this video. You can look it up. It's a video of Alex Pajeda doing this really cool technique uh, when he was getting ready for the original rematch against uh, Israel Adesanya in the UFC, the one that he won. Now, he kicks a soccer ball, and while it's airborne, he shoots a bow and arrow, pff, launches the bow and arrow, and it hits the soccer ball midair super sick super sick and i I literally was like okay cool 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 is he gonna have a bow and arrow in the fight against israel adesanya fat chance but it's not really the right training um you know what i'm saying but (laughs) as funny as i thought that joke was what happened um he he got outlanded at agnosium by adesanya in the first fight like adesanya was piecing him up but all it took was one and I was like, whoa, he got lucky as fuck. And then he fought out again and I was trying to beat him. And I was like, for sure, he got lucky right now going into this fight. I full disclosure, you know, I'm a big fat fucking fight nerd. Um, it's a fact. It's true. I just I really enjoy fights. Um, so went back, rewatched both their fights in MMA, also re-watched the uh, two fights in kickboxing. Now, I, I've already watched those fights probably, uh, the first one I watched I think probably like four times. Second one in kickboxing, I think I watched two to three times. No, I for sure watched at least three times. Um, a lot of weirdness in those kickboxing fights. Don't even need to go over those. But, when it comes to the MMA fights, uh, something I realized, Adesanya is when you turn the water faucet all the way on he's like a waterfall right like he's gonna break down the rock non-stop just constant water you can't get used to it you can't accumulate you can't acclimate it's just pff, fucking your shit up um meanwhile right baheda is literally like if you made a you know how like people will make like super strong water guns that don't hold a lot of water but the water they do hold psh, 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 it literally feels like you're getting stung by something because it hurts you know exactly what i'm talking you know
2: exactly what I'm it's talking like the about. water pistol versus like yeah the ner- <laughs> <laughs> water gun i got you i'm with it, you it's,
1: it's the water rifle you know what i'm saying like psh, psh, psh. like they're fucking sniping you with it so that's the difference in in paeda i mean if you don't want to call it a water rifle you know what you can call it nano. I'm going to throw you a lifeline here. You can call it the water bow and arrow. Because it takes longer to reload. It has a limited ammo reserve. But what happens as a result, you take your time to aim it. And it's thoughtful when you aim it and you fire. So I was like, a musket. here's the thing. Musket 100%. My dad has a tattoo of that um, on his arm. We won't go into the rest of his tattoos. Um
2: <laughs> So glad I brought it up. <laughs> That's <was> hilarious. <laughs> Back
0: to the action.
1: <laughs> Back to the action, folks. Um <laughs> That being said, um <laughs> we're gonna go into <laughs> the difference between a musket and a rifle here. Uh or a bow and arrow and a rifle, which was my original analogy <laughs> before Nano made it slightly racist. Um <laughs> um so that being said that being said I feel like I noticed something in this fight specifically and and what's funny is I again I watched tape I looked at the tape beforehand and I was like okay I understand this fighter and then I watched this fight and I was like holy fuck and mind you I bet on him okay I was on him I was on that guy um But here we are. And, and I was still shocked. I was pleasantly surprised. So here's the thing. Um, 30, thir- uh, sorry, 38 to 30 on significant strikes landed in favor of Alex Pereira. 49 to 44 in total strikes landed in favor of Pereira over Yuri Prakowska. Um One for three takedowns by Yuri. Zero for Alex. So Alex, or sorry, <clears throat> John Anik, I know you'll never watch my podcast, but God forbid you do. I want to make sure I pronounce it right for you. Alex Pereira, um, he made it a point to not only not shoot for any takedowns, but also negate 66.66 repeating percent of the takedown shot on him by a, an absolute beast. Um, I truly think that if... Geary would have landed more takedowns it would have been a worse situation for him because alex is better at actually shrimping out and and also setting himself up um as hinato laranja would say for those of you that deep cut easter egg here guys uh hinato laranja would say position over the submission um you know what i'm saying he'd go for the position over the submission he'd set himself up for success and he'd end up dominating over the course of the fight <laughs> So this man fights the same exact way as his little fucking bow and arrow little freeze frame that he does. He fights in the same exact way that he shoots a bow and arrow in his little mock up before the fight. Now, the man only threw 61 strikes or sorry, significant strike attempts. He landed 38 of those 62% clip. Now, here's the bigger one. He only threw 72 total strikes. He landed 49. Almost a 70% clip. Okay, over 68% that he landed in total strikes thrown. Folks, I don't want to say it's unheard of, but it's pretty much fucking unheard of unless you're like one of the top tier folks here. And the man throws strong strikes. He's not throwing these like, Ta 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 ta. He's pa 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 pa. Ha! You know what I'm saying? Like um, he's, he's fucking throwing. And when he's landing, his coaches are yelling "eso," which of course means yes in Brazilian. Uh, so, <laughs> very nice. So, folks, come on here. Um, like Alex Alex Pereira is uh, I gotta really gotta break the habit of saying Alex. Um. But it's not as bad as Ray Longo saying Alix. So it's okay.
2: Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> calling him Chama. What do they call him? Chal- Chama? Chama. Campion. Chama. He's like, I'm going
1: to call him AP for the rest of this fucking episode here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, AP. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was that's a good episode. A,
1: that's what we call our coach's name, though. <laughs> At Victory. His name his name is Aaron Pete. His name is literally Aaron APP. They <laughs> were like I was like eh, I can't call him a P. Hey, He's Campy-o. Campy-o. He's a champion! What's next for him, Nano?
2: Well, you know, and and I wanted to interject real quick again why you might have seen some of those differences and in, in his maturity in his UFC career is hey again with a good team man you mentioned Iron sharpens Iron he's in there with uh, Glover Teixeira getting better every day someone that spent. 24 minutes with Yuri Brahashka and had Yuri beat for the most part, but just like any good, just like any good master man, you're not a master unless you pass it along to a good student. And what kind of student? You can't ask for a better student. I mean, other than Mike Tyson, Alex Pereira might be the next best student to mold into a fighter that ever, like ever existed. I mean, this guy just has the part. And the other thing that you mentioned, too, I mean, his ability to just generate unreal power with literally n- no space. I mean, I think if anybody could execute the five finger death punch and like actually put your stop your heart, I think Alex could probably do that t- to me and probably anybody walking this planet and maybe any other alien that were to visit this earth. <laughs> he is now my choice. If an alien race were to visit us, I would want Alex on way in day to be a representative no one else, no if, ands, or buts. Uh, but again, just wanted to interject that real quick. In terms of what's next for him, I mean it's, it's gotta be Jamal. I know you want Israel a but Izzy's not coming back. And and you can't wait for that. As much as I do think that'd be the best payday for Alex Pereira, aka Campeon. Um, but with that being said, Jamal Hill, he was there in the crowd. He was saying he wasn't impressed, he's saying he wants to. Sit, sit there and stand up with them. He's, he's barking a lot. And I think, do, do think Jamal is a savage and I do think he's a fun fighter, but Oh man, I don't know if he's that guy. He might need to relax a little bit, man. we time. I don't know if he saw what I saw, but this is someone that, although yes, he takes shots. I mean, he was taking shots from Eri. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Call me crazy, but is Jamal Hill's power that much bigger than Yuri's? Like, I don't think so, brother. I mean, it's Alex has that chin at 205. I think that's why he's there. <laughs> that's why he isn't at 185 anymore. That's why he called out Izzy say, hey, come back here where I'm actually, you know, I'm my full health and I'm not in some other world here at fighting that negative gravity. So back to you, brother. I think it's got to be uh, next for Alex. It's obvious. It's got to be Jamal Hill. The question mark here is, what's next for Yuri. I mean, do you wait? There are some big matchups coming up soon. Magomed Akalai versus Shawnee Walker got reannounced. Jan Blachowicz is fighting Alexander Rakic. Do you wait to maybe get one of those winners? Or do you, do you go down a little bit and fight some like an Anthony Smith Lionheart, who's just always in the mix? Maybe just go out there and beat up on some some guys. So that's the big question mark for me for Yuri, You might just have to wait, unfortunately, though. What do you think brother
1: i think it's the uh, time for the last shot of the podcast it's time. It's time. and uh, it's time it's time it's time for uh you know major moments here um and then i will go into my breakdown and i i do i do have somebody on the tip of my tongue
2: oh for both of them
1: Just for one Um, If you want me to Let's be completely honest Let's call a spade a spade here My guy Jive Turkey (laughs) Let's not get too jive Um, (laughs) If you want a name On the tip of my tongue For both men I can definitely provide
2: We're just checking and jiving I mean Why not please the people Give them what they want
1: Oh boy oh boy I don't think you're going to like my names But I got them
2: well, good thing I have this shot poured up so I can stomach this thing.
1: <laughs> we still got a whole fight card to go through. Look, there's no shots for that one yet. Cheese! The No Filter Podcast.
2: And to y'all, all of y'all hanging on and bearing with us. We appreciate it. This might be, we might break two hours on this one. Let's go.
1: Let's go, baby. We might, we might hit the, the first time after the two-hour mark. So, that being said oh he asked for it guys and you know we added a deliver. he's the jive turkey and you know if you ask you shall receive so alex pejeda who's next for him there's only one answer on the tip of my tongue i don't know about you no no but I, I i mean if you got an answer look i'll drive all the fucking way to arizona and i'll fight you all right um I got Jamal Hill. There's no other answer in the entire bucket of the light heavyweight division of the UFC. It is Jamal Hill, folks. He's going to get that money. He's going to get that honey. And you know what? He's going to get that fight. So who wins? I really don't know. But Alex Bade is a bad matchup for him. I can tell you that. Now, Nano asked for... A little caveat as we call it um of what's next for yuri prekaska oh boy oh boy oh boy there's a couple things left for that and i'll go ahead and tell you i already have an answer for you nano i know you were hoping you'd stump me but you have failed that's right folks he's failed um who's next well, I'll tell you right fucking now. It's the winner of Magomed Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker rematch.
2: That you and Mad Max are on the same page. He also agrees that would be fun. Let's go. I think you're right about it.
1: Whoa. Did I click that? Holy shit. I clicked that. And I no, didn't even was... realize I clicked that. That was clutch. <laughs> nice i literally i told myself as i was saying it i'm gonna click the most recent thing in the chat boom mad max hive mind we are obviously hitting the same mother effing wavelength here jury against winner of uncle and walker would be fun he also threw in or Krilov if he's not busy and um mad max i propose two thoughts to you one i agree two Why the fuck would he be busy?
2: (laughs) That is fair. That is fair. Too busy mining. He is called the miner. (laughs) Too busy mining. (laughs) I don't know how you get the sound out of me.
1: (laughs) Oh, it somehow turns out that you are the original actor for Rick Sanchez. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. So, um, that being said, folks, we are going to jump right into uh, UFC Fight Night. Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. And if you don't say Paul Craig's name like that, honestly, like, I don't know if I want you following the page. <laughs> it's going to the, out the, of the stuff,
2: like, button Paul now. Paul
1: Craig, come on. It's, it's, it's a fun fighter. Uh, that being said. I'm not going to give away my pick until the very, very end here. I'm going to let Nano lead in here. This is a rare occasion, Nano. We haven't rehearsed this. I I don't set a shared doc for what fights we're going to go over. Really, here I just let you set yours. I set mine, and um, usually I take the lead. And you're absolutely in just exquisite at, at following already having prepped uh, notes. That being said, Nano. At the risk of skipping some things I've already prepped some notes on. What's the first prelim we're going to go over? You take the lead here.
2: Ooh, okay, okay.
1: Lead us out!
2: Come on. Okay, and there are a few prelims here in the Apex. And I'm looking... Okay, man, there are some good ones. The one that's sticking out... I mean, honestly, I'd rather...
0: And that's rather. the way the news goes. <laughs> I
2: was saying, I'd rather jump to the top here and talk about Jonathan Pierce versus Yo Anderson Brito. Uh, two absolute dogs here in the featherweight division. Um, there's a lot of good fights, though. I mean, we can, we can try to dig through them all if you'd like, but I, I like this main event one here for the prelims. Uh, Jonathan Pierce, fine for a lot, and I'm leaning Jonathan Pierce in this one going on the road um yeah I, th- I just think he's a little bit of the better fighter a little more well-rounded uh it's pretty much my breakdown i was looking forward to the main card here but curious to hear your thoughts on that one or if there's any other prelims you want to try to dive into and
1: this is why you don't uh
2: surprise your colorist <laughs> 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 You win some, you lose some.
1: Dude, what's some this dude? No, no, I fucking love you, dude. Seriously, like, I fucking love you. Um, that being said, I, I
2: did my best. I, I will admit, you know, best. we're coming off a strong. Well, we're coming off a strong two ninety five card. You know, it's not going to be a completely stacked card with a lot of household this names. It's like so. a
1: dang Cook joke. Like, I did my fucking best. I did That's my it. fucking best, Dad. I did enough time. Uh, again, if you haven't seen that, I did my fucking best joke by Dan Cook. Look it up; it's a great joke. Um, that being said, Nano. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh my goodness!
2: I know we said we did our last shot, but I'm gonna pour my shot for uh, the absolute <laughs> bomb. <laughs> As if I were a stand-up comedian who just bombed. And I'll, I'll hop in the passenger seat here. Be the passenger <laughs> princess for a little bit.
1: <laughs> Bros. I, I, I like the one time ever. I'm, I'm actually going to pour a shot with you. Because I can't let you do a shot by yourself. As is the, uh, you know. The host rules here. To not let someone do one by themselves we out here uh so i give nano the reins I, I let him i let him literally take the lead here and he starts at the very top of the preliminary <laughs> card <laughs> my guy's like i have a fiance i'm trying to get to bed here tonight
2: <laughs> honestly because those are the two names i was like maybe i can try to make something up here as i go but now that that was a. Uh not gonna be able to happen <laughs>
0: <sighs>
1: alright so that being said this is the official last one of the night and boom
2: there it is, it is. TFC fight night hopefully not flopping like I do uh,
1: so that being said had a little extra water on that one um, so Nano had to start with the uh, Calib <laughs> shanakin coming through super silly shy guy in the chat we appreciate the hell out of you man coming through with the throwback to a long time ago what feels like forever ago in the episode here uh to cowabunga on the shot uh so that being said nano started off with the top of the prelims here and said, uh, "We're gonna go with Jonathan Pierce here on this one. Joaquin uh, uh We're going. Get, we're going at the top of the main card here. My fucking guy. I I, I really appreciate it. Um. <laughs> so that being said, we will give Nano a pat on the back here. Let's give him a little bit of a, a round of applause."
2: short round short round (laughs) doesn't feel good (laughs) no all joking
1: aside um on this preliminary card very obviously come again as it is let's call it spade a spade here this fight card is happening november 18th it's the weekend before thanksgiving not a super duper stacked uh, fight card, so the preliminaries, as you would likely imagine, are pretty underwhelming. Now, that being said, oh man, Nano, as a co-host, as a co-host, I, I, I mean, come on, I gotta be honest, Nano,
0: come on
2: I should have found a way to pivot back to you, and be like, you know what? I'll let you pick your favorite prelim. I'll lead off the main card because Lauren knows five <laughs> cards dialed in, noted, tooted and booted. But that sixth one. I'm not ready for that one. <laughs> not ready for that sixth <laughs> one. Oh
1: boy. No, no. Let me just ask you one question. How's your
2: energy? Good. Yeah, these, these shots got me buzzing, baby. I am on Arizona time. It is one hour later, but you wouldn't feel it. I'm, I feel like I'm on Pacific time.
1: Let me ask you one more time. How's your energy?
2: <laughs> Capital G, <laughs> moving and grooving.
1: You know we gotta talk about Charles Johnson, aka nickname Energy. Um oh, come on. He's coming again against Rafael Esteban, who's undefeated. Uh Rafael Esteban, I'm I'm very surprised that Nano didn't happen to To capitalize on, again, folks, this is literally the reason, okay, that I end up making these documents be separated between me and Nano because I don't want us to be able to see each other's notes. I don't want us to see what each other is going to say. And I also want to have a very organic versus generic conversation here. I don't want to be able to, like be the salesman that i am and be like oh well if they have provided me with data i'm gonna go ahead and lean in and look and see what data they provided me with um i want him to have his own data i want me to have my own data and then we have a a a shared duck where occasionally we'll be like hey here's the mother effing talking points as mad max meridian said here in the chat want that real shit okay so that's what we get authentic okay um That's what we're trying to deliver here. Now, Rafael Esteban, which since he's some Macapa, mapa, Brazil, I know it might sound like I'm making that up, but that's a real place. Um, Man's nickname is Macapa. You might've guessed because he's from Macapa, Brazil. Um, Look, the man's 11 and 0, okay? Uh, For those of you that are bad at math, that means he is undefeated. So, with him being undefeated, he's coming in against an absolute beast in Charles Energy Johnson. Now, here's the thing. Charles Energy Johnson, he does have five losses, and that's okay because they're against Odie Osborne, Cody Durden, Mohamed Mahaev, okay? Um, He's only had five UFC fights, and he's lost three out of five of them. But again, Cody Durden, Odie Osborne, Muhammad Mikhaev, Zoghez Zamogulov, and Jimmy Flick. He beat an off Okay? I think, and this is, this is just my humble, very humble opinion here, folks. I think Charles Energy Johnson gonna have a very real chance here as a plus 130 dog in this fight and that's going to start off my podcast live picks of the night Nano, I, like, I know I like you it. I like already let in with your favorite pick here for the preliminary <coughs> card i'm not going to ask you to come over the pick on the fly for energy johnson um now you already went over jonathan pierce versus joe anderson burrito now Again, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you picked Jonathan Pierce, correct? I did. To this day. Now, how do you. To this day. Um, is there a specific way you see it getting done?
2: I mean, you know, Anderson Brito's a tough guy. So it, it'd be hard for Sorry. me to say that it's going to be a walk in the park for our boy, my boy, Jonathan Pierce here. Find out a Tennessee JSP. Uh, but he he's got some heavy hands, man. I mean, he tends to find ways to get dudes out of there. But I don't think that would be the case. I think this would be a fun 15 minute fight. I think he'll edge out a victory. The odds certainly suggested he is a mi- uh, minus 130 favorite. So basically, a pick him. Again, plus are getting plus one head odds there. It's pretty close. But uh, I just I, he's a familiar name to me. And eh, anybody in the states here, I'm gonna have to root for them in this sense. But um my two cents on the fight that you did mention charles johnson versus rafael estevam starting off the event here although rafael estevam has an impressive 11-0 record he is coming in as a favorite he did have an impressive win on the uh dana white contender series but that's about it we just simply don't know the guy like can he beat a, a ufc caliber opponent right i mean can he channel that energy and beat a charles johnson that's tough, man. I mean, he like you said, I mean, he has close losses in the UFC to Mago Med. Uh Mohamed Mokayev. Sorry, I said Magomed. All these Mago's get me confused, and my apologies. Um, and since then he's strung together a couple wins and then had a couple losses. So the energy, I, I I'm just leaning the UFC talent here, but maybe maybe the odd makers know something we don't. Maybe they've seen enough from this undefeated guy and think that Estevam's gonna Throw some bombs here and, and upset Energy's day. So I'm sticking with energy on that one. And I'm also sticking with my guy Jonathan Pierce. Um and man, there's some other good fights here, but I'm I'm excited to hear your breakdown and I'll add my two cents, you know, until we get to these main main cards here, brother. Let's go. Let's
1: go. So when it comes to uh, Jonathan Pierce, I I, I truly think that Jonathan Pierce gets it done. Um, He's one of those guys that is extremely well-rounded. He is, um, what, three years older than his opponent and Joe Anderson Brito. But, again, extremely well-rounded. The young man is one of those people that just truly does get it done. No matter where the fight goes, and as a result, I, I I think he gets it done, man. I mean, it, it, honestly, like it's it's one of those like back and forth kind of picks, but at the same time, like. Jonathan Pierce is, again, extremely well-rounded. He's somebody that doesn't really get worked up during fights, and he's able to calculate decisions during the fight kind of on the fly and figure them out, right? Like, if somebody throws a head kick and he half blocks it, he's the type of guy that, like, it'll slap him in the head. He'll get that kind of, like, oh, no reverberation and then adjust it on the fly. Um now again, that being said, when it comes to Jonathan Pierce, um, oh boy, he's he's not without his faults, right? Like he's lost to Joe Lozon, he's lost to Peter Patrice, um, but again, Peter Patrice, uh, he lost a unanimous decision in Shogun fight that was all the way back in 2017, and his his last fight in the UFC was against Joe Lozon. And, no. I'm going to unmute you here and say, how do you feel about Joe Lozon?
2: Joe Lozon, I mean, that's a legend, brother. I mean, that's somebody that... Jay Lau? I'm Jay, I mean, Lau. It... <laughs> Jay Lau? Uh, Jay yeah, Lau? Jay Lau? Ever since that loss, I mean, our boy, Jonathan Pierce, man, he's on a five-fight win streak. And two of those wins have aged very well. One of them over at Darren Elkins, who that man is, I mean, he basically got to put that guy out of there, man. He, I mean, he's a stud. That's somebody that does, doesn't lose often. And then, speaking of not losing often, he landed. He provided this man with his only loss in his UFC career so far, even though he can't make weight, Christian C. Rod Rodriguez, someone that's a dog who's been showing up and showing out. Missing weight. I hate to see it. But he handed that man a loss as well. So this guy dropped the pierce, man. He can find a way to get it done. I like this kid. I can't force it. When it's natural, I think it's pretty dead on. Come on. Stacked stacked. I'm excited. That'll be a fun fight, though. I, like like we were talking about, I mean, some big wins. Five-fight five win streak. Even though this guy, again, Joe Anderson, I mean, at 28 years old, he's coming off a few wins. Three, to be exact. And one of them is one uh, over our boy, Andre Touchy-Feely. I don't love that. Don't love that. Touchy-Feely's a guy. So, they've both beat some guys. That's probably why it's a pick him, But I'm picking my boy, JSP. He's for me
1: oh boy you're picking jonathan mother Evan pierce um you know what i'm gonna go ahead and just go right along with you on this one i think jonathan pierce actually gets it done i think he has the more well-rounded skill set man yeah there's not much more to it than that i i I truly think he has the the better skill set in the overall factor of the game um I actually think he is it done via finish round two.
2: Look it, and That's moving into
1: moving into the main card. I say we skip Euros, the Doctor Medic, and we move into man Amanda Hibas versus Luana Pinedo. My effing guy. I, I'm very, very curious to see how are you feeling about that one?
2: This is a fun one, man. This was a fun <laughs> one to look a little bit on in terms of the game tape and, and reflect on these two women who, again, are absolutely badass. We got Luana uh, Pinayo, ranked ninth at 11-1. Someone who came with, in with a lot of hype in the UFC. And, hey, let's just not look at her. Okay, I mean, obviously, you look at her Instagram, you might think, oh, she's not bad to look at. she's She's kind of cute. I can see why she's getting a lot of buzz. But don't let the looks fool you, okay? She's someone that brings a lot of great skills. She uses all the tools in her arsenal, her legs, her elbows, her knees. Very talented woman here. And again, since she's entered the UFC, I mean, absolutely lights out. Wins over very talented women. And although Amanda Rebus is very talented as well, and someone that is very spunky, very charismatic, Unfortunately, I've just seen Amanda on the other end of the winning side far too often as of recent. Uh, since COVID, which was really when she made her her big breakout, uh, Amanda Hibas did beat Paige Van Sant. Kind of stole her hype and showed to be just a very spunky, very fun girl. Then lost to Marina Rodriguez, which Marina Rodriguez has now proven to be an absolute stud. So that loss kind of aged well, in my opinion. Amanda Hebas goes on to beat Averna Yandaroba, who's an absolute savage. That's a very good win. She's now ranked fifth in the division. But then from there, again, just seeing the up and down nature, just not being able to take that next step in Amanda's career, loses to Kaitlyn Chukagian. Just hate to see it. Tries to come back. She does. Beats a, a tough Vivian Arajo, who honestly, I, I didn't think she was going to win. I honestly thought Vivi... Was going to go in there and, and dog walk Amanda, but she proved me wrong. Came back, earned a, a top contender fight against a Macy Barber, but Macy put her away real quick, and that was again unfortunate to see. And that's just kind of the nature that you're seeing here with with an Amanda Hebas, who again at 30 years old, spunky, fun girl that you want to root for. But I, I just I think when she's met with a tough opposition, someone that is hungry, someone that possesses just as much skill. Uh, Both on the feet, but also on the ground. Someone like a Luana Pinedo. I I just think Luana has what it takes. I do think that she will find a way to make Amanda fold. Again, Luana is on a really long win streak. She has not lost since 2017. And since entering the UFC, she's 3-0, 4-0 if you want to include the Dana White Contender Series. Most recently, beating Michelle Waterson Gomez, Karate Mama, who... Hottie karate mom, I should say, uh, who we all love. But again, that earned my respect and really impressed with their striking. I am taking the under Dow here in Luana, even though she is ranked higher than Amanda Hebas. Not sure what the uh odd makers are seeing there, but what I see is the fighter that has more upside, that hasn't lost in the UFC, that almost doesn't know how to lose yet, versus a fighter that when she's faced with tough opposition tends to fold. So those are my two cents Holland, Get me off my soapbox here. I'd love to hear your breakdown on this top 10, uh, match here in the strawberry division. Talk to me, brother.
1: Now, when it comes to this one, um, Oh boy. I'm going to be honest with you. <clears throat> I'm looking at Luana Panero and I'm asking myself who has she fought other than Michelle Waters and Gomez like she fought a random Marcos which you know my girl is a Syrian so I relate to that on kind of a personal level and random Marcos is a Syrian uh, dying culture and I relate to that but other than that who has she really beat and the answer is not a ton of crazy names, right? Like she's beat people from brave FC, Dana White's Continuer series, F M M a M G. Hey, right? um, if it's that hard to say the name of the promotion, it doesn't matter. It's that many Michelle syllables Waterson, too many. <laughs> exactly. Michelle Waterson Gomez is the most notable winner she has. And she has it over her in her downfall. Now looking at her opponent, She's fought, she also has a win over Randa Marcos, but she also has a win over Mackenzie Dern and Emily Whitmire and Paige Van Zandt and Vera Jandaroba and Vivian Ararujo. So she has wins over way more notable names. And with that being said, I, I, I don't really think I have to give much more of a breakdown on this other than... Amanda Hebos comes out here. She dominates, imposes her will, and gets it done within two rounds. Um, I think that's the smart bet on this one. That's the bet that I have. I'm, I'm gung ho ready to go on Amanda Hebos on this one.
2: Looks like Are one of us will be shots? doing a shot. Yes, sir. You just got me. One of us will be doing a <laughs> shot uh, as we reflect next week, brother. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Uh, moving into the next one. <sighs> uh, we'll skip Nick Aguide, even though he shares literally the same last name as you. Wait, let to get my cousin, Peyton. dude. What the heck, man? All right, you know what? <laughs> Let's hear a breakdown on it.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I was well. I was going to lead with that. That was going to be my big joke, was that it's my cousin. So he's slick, and he's got some great skills. But, man, he is a huge underdog. And as much as I want to sit here and try to <laughs> talk it into... Ruined for my cousin and that something about the Gary name is just going to shoot him to victory. Truth is, probably not. I I really wanted to take the chance to talk about this guy, Peyton Talbot. Peyton Talbot. Here I go. First time we're hearing about him already butchering his name. <laughs> I know. I'm that guy. But we will be hearing about him much more often. The kid's only 25 years old, 6-0. and And it doesn't take much to just turn on the tape. It's like... I don't know. You can watch backyard football. You can watch pickup game basketball. You can watch backyard fighting, and, and sometimes you just see when a kid has it, and and I don't know how else to explain it other than that. And just watching enough UFC when someone has really good head movement, when someone has really slick boxing, and when someone's just putting people out. Again, I know he only has six fights, but everything that you see online, you just—it's hard not to like. And so he did have a really good unanimous decision in the Dana White contender series. And the only thing that stood out to me, and we just were talking about FMANGG and people come out of LFAR and FMBC and WFTRX. People come out of these crazy camps and, and fighting organizations, but Payne Talbot was most recently fighting with Uriah Faber's combat, uh, fight organization. So anything with Uriah Faber's name on it, Gives me a little bit more credibility. And again, looking at the odds and just kind of getting a feeling of this card and who this kid Peyton is, it's giving me some sort of Peyton or Patty Pimblin vibes. It's giving me, you know, early sugar Sean O'Malley days. This guy might be a name we'll be talking about, uh, far more often in the future, but again, just very explosive, very skilled young guy. And I think he might beat up my slick cousin, Nick Gary here. So I don't know if you have anything out of that, or we can, Keep it moving, but this guy Peyton, man, he seems to be no joke.
1: (laughs) Nothing else to add. (laughs) Let it go. Um, No. um, Yeah, I I completely agree with you, man. I I think um, your cousin probably a pretty solid opponent. He's got a three and a half inch reach advantage over Peyton Talbot. Uh, They have... Almost the exact same kind of trajectory as far as uh, professional careers layout. But if I had to pick a,
0: um,
1: you know, dog in the race or dog in the fight, i pick Nick Aguirre, your cousin. So moving into the next one, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. We got Chase Hooper coming in against Jordan, the Monkey King Levitt. Nano no, who you got?
2: Let's go. Chase Hooper, AKA Ben Askren's son, AKA Sugar Sean O'Malley's, uh, le- less cool, uh, stepbrother there. Um, man, somebody that we've been hearing about for a long time and finally growing into his own at 24 years old. Yeah, he is tall. He's six one kind of uses that frame and has had honestly kind of an up and down career since we've heard of him again, coming out at a really young age, being the youngest fighter on the, uh, active roster, uh, but hey, can't be a kid forever. You got to be able to string together some wins. And unfortunately, since 2020, it's win, loss, win, loss, win. I, I hope he can break that streak here against another good grappler and Jordan Levitt, uh, who has shown to be a bit one dimensional. I'm being honest, both these guys have been proven to be a bit one dimensional. May not see a lot of strike in here. I, I, the reality is both these guys are really strong uh, grapplers. And I think we might see a little one FC uh, just grappling match for 15 minutes here. I, anything on the feet will just be smoke and mirrors to get them to the ground. I'd be surprised if we see anything of substance. Again, I mean, just trying on the tape with some of these guys fights. They're not up there to really throw. They're, they're there to get you to the ground make you uncomfortable use their limbs use that grappling pedigree use that jujitsu and uh, get you out of there so i do have high hopes for chase hooper the dream but maybe i still haven't woken up from that dream yet i am gonna go ahead and lean jordan levitt (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm going jordan levitt here i'm going with the splitter the guy that does the splits whenever he wins uh the monkey king I, I think he I don't. Is, is he gay too? I don't know. I, I don't want to throw that in there. I was hesitant, but if he is, then even more, even more com- support for the community, man. I'm I'm all in on this guy. It's late, brother. It was, it's it's hour two now. We're getting a little, <laughs> we're getting a little I out came, there.
1: I gave it on me without laughing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um I think I'm right about it. I got no further breakdown. I, I, I am, I'm I'm on un- Jordan Levitt here. Um I think Jordan Levitt gets it done via submission. I don't think he's gay. He has a wife and a kid. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Jordan Levitt via submission here. Inside the distance is probably the safer bet, and we're gonna go ahead and move right into the co-main event: Michael Morales versus Jake Matthews. Nano, take the lead on this one. That's
2: hilarious. I will say when I when I Googled it, the, the article came up, so I felt confident. But man, I will I will eat my words there. I apologize and. Um, Maybe it's just because you do the splits. I, you know, maybe got excited. Who knows? But I digress. <laughs> Michael Marias, man, my brother, my Ecuadorian brother in here, uh, fighting at the co-main event, which kind of shocks me a little bit. But if I'm being honest, I think this is a great matchup where the UFC they they know what they're doing. Okay, they want to showcase a young talent versus a, a, a common household name. And that's exactly what we're getting here. Michael Marais, 23 years old. Absolute stud out of Ecuador. 15-0. 11 KOs. Born in the year 2000. Might have to start saying that more often, but he's a 2000 baby. That's like, my goodness, I just saved myself here. If you're feeling that too, then you're then you're, in, you're in my crew. But he's a two thousands baby. Um, I know. Father time's undefeated. I know. I know. But again, man, this kid... And he is a kid still, is absolutely talented. I mean, he re- proudly represents and, and embodies that new age fighter, the Tommy Aspinalls, the Surreal Guns, uh, the Benoit Saint Denise, guys that just come in and are just ready to go. Plug and play. Um talented as all heck, looking for violence, showing their athleticism. Now, he's not perfect, right? And I think. He needs to turn on that Mackenzie Dern tape. Okay, how you Dern? And make sure he needs to get his defensive, just just his defense period. I mean, defense in takedowns, defense in the striking. Although he does a lot of great things, even in his last fight against Trevor Giles, he got rocked a couple times. It was scary. He was able to recover. I think a lot of the athleticism that youth had a part to play. But he's going in there against Jake Matthews. This is somebody that will not fade. This is somebody that is the epitome of a mixed martial artist. He's 29 years old, 19 and six. That's 25 fights. So even if Mark Michael Morris were to start getting busy, he's not on that level when it comes to the experience. Jake Matthews, five knockouts, eight subs. Yes, so be it. Very up and down. The reality is, though, this dude's an absolute savage, and, and he's slowly and slowly gone better. You've truly been able to see his maturity in the UFC. Since he's gotten in, I mean, this guy, I'll, I'll quickly try to pull it up. I mean, he's fought so often, but it feels like he's been in the UFC. I, I want to say for at least like a decade, it feels like I'm going to quickly try to find it. 2014 is the first year that he fought. And that was Tahuna versus Marquardt. Oh, my gosh. That's how long he's been <laughs> Nine fighting years UFC. ago,
1: I can honestly tell you, it was the first or second season of The Ultimate Fighter that me and Mary watched together.
2: Dude, that's insane! That's how long. to versus Marquart was was the fight night for that, and he had a a submission triangle choke over to Sean Johnson. I mean, my goodness the the laundry list of people that he's fought against, win, loss, everything in between, uh, and he's still getting better. You know, again, I love these kind of fighters. I mean, it ri- reminds me of a Charles Oliveira, a Dubronk, someone that matures. Has a long road but can string it together, can get hot, can use all that experience for the better and Jake Matthews is right on that path man, like he has all the tools, he has that potential in front of him can he be smart, can he avoid the bombs that Michael Morales is going to be throwing can he string together a, a strong 15 minutes of mixed martial arts Oh. <sighs> I got to go with my Ecuadorian brother here. I am going to go with the favorite. I am going to leave Michael Morales, but I would not be surprised. I mean, Jake Matthews at plus 250 odds. He is realistically the more well rounded MMA fighter. But Michael Morales is a next level athletic, explosive fighter that can put him out at any minute, any given second in 50 minutes. So for that, I'm going to lead for the explosive, younger talent less trained tires, more raw, but he's going to get there. And this is his time to show it. So, give me my Ecuadorian brother, Michael Morales. Let's go. What do you think, brother? Talk me out of it.
1: <laughs> I got to go with Jake Matthews here. I um I know I'm betting with my heart on this one. And I'm I'm admitting it outright. In the beginning of this breakdown, I think Jake Matthews gets it done wholeheartedly because I've been following this man's career since the Ultimate Fighter. The season that he was on, it was um, a Ultimate Fighter Nations season. Me and Mary watched it. Still get the Google reminders of like X amount of years ago today. Um, Because I was posting about different people on that season. And again... Very, very fun season. Jake Matthews is a fantastic fighter. I think he has better fundamentals. I'm not just basing it on my heart here. Again, the man has like, what? 20%, 30% more fights than his opponent? Sure, he has more losses. But again, he has more fights. And that means that he's been in that octagon longer. He's been in fights outside of that octagon professionally longer. And he has more ways to resolve an issue inside of that octagon. Also, everything is pretty much virtually identical. I mean, Morales has three more inches in height, but the same exact reach as Jake Matthews. So doesn't really... um, Or, or, sorry, sorry, sorry. They have the same amount of weight. They have a significant amount of reach. Difference here. Um, There is a six-inch difference in reach from Jake Matthews. However, again, watching tape, Jake Matthews is typically able to break down and get inside of his opponent's guard even when they have a longer reach than him. So I, I think Jake Matthews is able to get it done in this fight. I think it's a uh, stylistically, it, it, it's a solid matchup for him, even though it seemingly has more advantages for his opponent than him. Um, you can expect me and no to put a shot against each other on this one. Who's your pick? I got Jake Matthews.
2: That's right. Yep. Then we definitely are. (laughs) (laughs) Then he'll write about it. Fun fact.
1: Jake Matthews sent me his address so I can send him my uh, UFC Panini card to get it signed. What? Dude, that's freaking sweet. On Instagram. Yeah.
2: Oh, dude. We'll send him some merch while you're at it. Let's go. You
1: know what I'm saying? Um, So (sighs) that being said, guys, we only have one fight left. To go over, and it is the main event of the evening. You know, we got Paul Craig. Paul Craig coming in against Brendan Allen and Nano. Take the lead.
2: Brother, let's go. A fun <laughs> one. Main event here. Coming off a, a banger of a UFC 295. Uh, fight night here in Apex at the Apex Center. Brendan All-In Allen. 27 years old, 22 and 5. Every year he's been on this earth, he has a fight. 13 subs, 5 KOs. And, man, I mean, this is something that, well, and before I dive into Brendan here and both the fighters, this is a clash of two top 15 middleweights here. In this middleweight division, a lot of buzz as of recent. And it feels like the door is wide open. Right? Yeah, Izzy Adesanya? Adesanya? Out of the picture for who knows how long. Who knows if he's even going to come back. Sean Strickland, he's going to be fighting for the championship again soon. Uh, which is super exciting to see. Can't wait to break that down with you. Um, but again, I mean, oh, again, Strict is 2 plus C, that is. So again, all things considered, this middleweight division couldn't be better timing for two absolute dogs to square off here and prove who's the better guy. Now, Brendan Allen, I mean, this guy is someone that is a great, uh, great fighter. And ultimately, I think he's very patient. Feels like he's someone that fights with a really high IQ uh, and although he's only lost to those boys coming out of extreme couture I think if he just cancel out that whole gym he'd be damn near unstoppable <laughs> I say that because he's lost to those of uh, a Chris Curtis and a Sean Strickland but other than that I mean my goodness I mean Brandon Allen has been nothing short of a, a fun well rounded fighter his striking is certainly coming together more but obviously like I mentioned before 13 subs to complement the five KOs. Clearly this guy's really good when he gets on the ground, and that's where most people just aren't familiar with, right? That's where a lot, a lot of great strikers out there in the world, but it's hard to be a specialist on the ground there like certain people are, and, and Dennis Allen, or Dennis Allen, Brandon Allen has all of those tools. However, now this is a big caveat here because he's going up against our boy, okay, Bo Craig, someone that does a really good Christopher Walken impression. (laughs) Not able to do one at all. And he also does a really good Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Listen to me. Get to the chapel now. Get down. Zal! So that that impressed me about Paul Craig. You know, at 35 years old, 17 and 6, 13 subs as well, 4 KOs, virtually identical, and the dude's masterclass on the ground, man. I mean... (laughs) Thank you, brother. Thank you. So, again, Paul Craig at his best. He's able to submit a young Jamahal Hill and able to submit a highly ranked Magomed Akhalaev. Guys that are dogs. And I don't know if you recognize this, but those are dogs not in the middleweight division. Those are dogs in the light heavyweight division, y'all. This guy, Paul Craig, at 6'4", was fighting at light heavyweight as well. So now that he's worked his way down, which makes sense as you get a little bit older, again, he's 35, he's looked absolutely bonkers. Now, using a little bit of MMA math here, he does have a fight against and a win over Andre Muniz, who also fought and beat, well, well lost to Brandon Allen. I think I said that a little funny. Let me rephrase. Andre M- Muniz has fought both of these guys, Brendan Allen and Paul Craig. I'm going to use a little MMA math here. And let you know that Paul Craig looked way better. I mean, Paul Craig made Andrew Muniz look like mincemeat. And the reality is like, as much as Brendan Allen's gonna wanna get Paul Craig to the ground, Paul Craig, man, I mean, that dude's like a Phoenix flytrap. He wants you to get there. He wants you to lull him right into that sweet spot. Go ahead and take me down real hard. Go ahead, do it, I dare you. Next thing you know, he's ripping your arm off your freaking limb. So all things considered, this is going to be the biggest challenge for Brendan Allen in his career. This is a really important for Paul Craig at this stage in his career. All things considered, you know, it's plus 70 uh, years of an age gap. So 63% of the time, the younger fighter is going to win. I am all in on our boy, Brendan. And I feel like I kept saying, Brandon, it's Brendan, 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 Brendan not Brandon, Brendan uh, is going to win this fight. It's going to be a grappling matchup galore. I hope Mad Max was still on here. Maybe he can comment um, and let us know his breakdown of it. And we can clip it and and uh, you know show the receipts next week. But so this is going to be a, a, a horizontal fight. I feel like. What do you think, brother?
1: Well. I can tell you it's about a seven or eight year age deficit here for um, Paul Craig coming in against Brennan Allen. I think Brennan Allen has the um, better striking acumen here. And if I'm being completely honest, I think these two have a pretty similar kind of
2: extremely similar
1: grappling. Yeah, it's like, I mean, uh, it's like
2: spider. It's like the Spider-Man meme. Looking at the Spider-Man meme, one hundred percent. You have thirteen subs. You,
1: you have thirteen subs. You, you, you. podcast, no filter, You, all right, cool. Um, so I, I feel like it's literally that matchup, but the difference is, um, Brennan Allen is slightly better in the grappling. Or sorry, sorry. <sighs> Brendan Allen is slightly better in the striking exchange and exactly matched up in the grappling. As a result, I'm just going to completely agree with pretty much everything you said in your breakdown, Nano, and say. I think it ends up going to uh, Brendan Allen. I'm all in on Allen, guys. Uh, if I had to really place a bet versus bet this week, it would pretty much be all in on Brendan Allen. And as a result, um, that's my pick. I think we're we're dead set on that one. Both here, um, I think he's just better for the weight class. He's less knockoutable as Paul Krieg. Paul Craig's cutting more weight, which gives him more weight to be knocked out at this weight class, and he's coming against a formidable opponent as far as the grappling exchange. So, oh man, I'm leaning against Paul Craig on this one. I'm going Brennan all in. Allen, I I mean, he's, he's a Florida, Louisiana fighter. I was born in Florida. I was mostly raised in Louisiana. Come on, folks. You already know who i'm going against in this one
2: you know the it's vibes ben and
1: Alan. uh so me and nano rare occasion we're on the same boat here um Nano, anything else you want to add to the the kind of color commentator to this comment uh card here or or any bets or anything that you've got going here
2: I didn't lock any bets in yet. I I would like to maybe throw one in. I will admit I'm still licking my wounds from UFC 295. You know, it was a, it was a big one. We both put a couple in there and, um, well, you know, we're not walking away, uh, too heavy handed here. Our pockets are a little dry. So I, I might, might sit this one out. You know, I am excited to watch it though, but. Appreciate the time. Appreciate y'all sticking in, man. Again, fight night at the apex. going to be a little different. might be less of a crowd environment. So it's going to be more on these fighters, man, to just keep the energy going on their own. And uh, although, yeah, not a lot of common names. And although I botched it early on, don't sleep on this, ladies and gentlemen. Have it on the background. And if you see that, you know, exciting knockout, go ahead and rewind it a little bit. Run it back and and you'll thank yourself later and there are some names on here that will we will be hearing about far more often down the road they're just not household names just yet so that's my last two cents and um yeah brother excited to see who's doing more shots uh, next week
1: let's go let's go baby and with that being said um as always we really really appreciate you guys all tuning in for the live stream uh whether you tune in for the live stream or you tune in for the post show either way we appreciate you um again we do have a uh, a contest going on until the end of december to enter that contest you like comment subscribe to the channel obviously you comment on the video like the video the more likes to the video the more comments to the videos that you have the more times you are entered into the giveaway and the winner gets a mean potato style strong strickland's Fighter, aka an MMA anomaly shirt, uh, sent to them. So, yeah, they'll be chosen at random. They'll be chosen at the end of December. And as always, we appreciate you all joining the live stream. And as always, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, smash that bell for notifications. And again, whether you're new here, old here, as long as you're a fan of MMA, as long as you're a fan of martial arts, We appreciate you, and we ask that you keep on going and keep on growing. And uh, until the next episode, which will be next week, obviously, we'll see you then.
0: You've been listening to the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. As you may have been able to tell, we dig the MMA, and our passion is to dive deep into the upcoming fights, give you our expert breakdowns, and help you make sense of all the chaos that is the fight game. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, make sure to find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at (laughs) MMAnomaly. Be cool, and we'll see you next time.